and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner. I'm here with James Farley. Hello. I'm also here with Matt Murray. Hello there. And John Denton. Yellow. And Matt Murray. Hello there. And John Denton. You're sounding. James Farley's here. What's going on? And I'm David Turner. <laughs> <laughs> that was a genuine concern there from James. I didn't expect that. Everyone else rolling with it. James straight is a, oh, oh, what's going on? Uh, hello? <laughs> Sorry. How are you doing this week, James? How are you doing, mate? You all right? I'm in a pretty good mood today, actually. Yeah. So am I. So am I. I've been looking forward to recording this podcast since uh, Nintendo went mental. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting to that. Was that 2007? Uh, feedback. <laughs> gonna be a good one uh we haven't had much feedback this week which is strange right because just consider this maybe like say two weeks ago memes start happening on the tcgs twitter account the people were they couldn't wait to tell me how much of an idiot i am dave last week admits it was his strangely silent this week not not a lot of I, like i don't even I'm know sorry, what Matt. point you're I'm trying to make sorry about no, that. No, one's sorry. That, no one's sorry about that like they just assumed it was you that, that was one of those things ago where they go, that wasn't Matt, really? Okay, all right, fine. I see no difference in the in the content we're getting from the Computer Game Show Twitter account. Uh, it, it's not been big news. Um, it is a real shame. I've had some I could have dropped before. I'm not going to do that. I mean, there's so many Ugandan Knuckles memes. It, is, it could have been off the off the chain, but I, I won't. I don't even know what that is. James, are you aware of Ugandan uh, no, Knuckles? I, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> It's, um, uh, yeah. no, John? no, no, no! It's, I've been busy today. I'm annoyed. I, you spend one day. You spend one day busy, John, and you're out of the game. John, this is at least two weeks old. So two anyway, weeks. Yeah. To be fair, it's been a busy week. It's been a busy week. But not only that, Matt. You were talking about how cutting edge you are with your memes, and you think about uh, putting a meme out from two weeks ago. No, no, no two weeks ago was when was when you, you you ruined everything. So I haven't done anything since. I've been out of the meme game. Whatever. <laughs> are you throwing a strop? Are you throwing a Twitter strop? Louis, oh, I know what is. Sorry. <laughs> I know what that is. I, I tried it this yeah. week, but I don't think anyone noticed. So <laughs> You yeah, tried so. what? Yeah, what a meme. I tried doing a meme, but yeah, it, it, I don't think anyone noticed. Did you? So. I didn't even notice it. When? Oh, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. I know. I know. <laughs> don't, what you, what, don't say anything. Right. Yeah, right, right okay. <laughs> Let's go. Matt. Right. Louis Belfort. Can someone try to convince James that one, no one cares where he lives? Uh, also, Matt, don't stop memeing. They're cringe. Uh, fuck you, Louis. But in a reassuring, <laughs> familiar kind of way, like dad jokes. Yeah, you're a walking dad joke. No doubt. James. No doubt. You're, you're, um, you got, would you want to read that other one about where James lives? Um, oh, right. Are we reading that? <laughs> well, James said that he can read it because he wants to clear something up, and I've got no idea what he's about to say. No, not clear anything. It's just, you know, it's just wanted to address some of the points made. You know, I mean, <laughs> go on. I, 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 I can read it if you really want me to read it. I, Matt, uh, Matt is filling for time now because he hasn't copied it into the Google Doc, I reckon. No, because I thought it was a bit too um, close to the, the boon, as it well, were. This is thought... what's weird, right? Is that James said, no, no, read it because it gives me a chance to address oh, it. Totally right? Anyway, Robert yeah. Castle emails <laughs> in. Robert Castle, Castle to Castle Mount emails in. I'm not expecting this to get read out. Castle Mount Forex. First mistake. But after the last show, I think it needs to be pointed out something that can hopefully help reduce Dave's editing time. One, I know where Farley lives and it's public information. Or more accurately, <laughs> that, that is, cre- that is yeah. fucking creepy. That yeah. is creepy. Go on. More, or more accurately, where he works, which means we can take a very good guess of where he lives. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it gets worse. Search for 
James Farley University. Top hit is James's work page with requisite dated picture and all. Second is his LinkedIn page with his location. Oh, I, have mate, no, that is weird. I have no problem with James wanting to keep his location not mentioned on the show. Oh, you've got no want... problem with that, mate, no? You've got no problem with that. You're fine, <laughs> no, you're fine with that. Not even it doesn't sound like you've got no problem with that. I mean, Jesus. I just wanted to point out the absurdity of it. As to why I was looking for this, well, I have a deep fascination with James Farley. <laughs> <laughs> How can I, how can I put it? I've had many an evening with my trousers down, some Barry White on the radio, and I gave it a bloody good go. And uh, no. James's LinkedIn page. Oh, the requisite picture as well. It's dated. Oh, God. I'll be honest. I did that after I read that email. I did go on to I'm Google sorry? and search it, and it did come up. And I thought that is that when you say dated. Uh, picture of James Farley. What were you talking? Nineteen ninety six. We say dated. He's wearing flares. Uh. <laughs> 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 yeah, you look pretty young in that <clears throat> photo, James. I like yeah, it. Anyway, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, as to was looking for this, I found this ages ago before the location issue came up. As I was looking for what papers James had published, sadly I didn't find any or his thesis. So what he's saying there, James, is, is that you're a liar. Um, oh, I'm going to address as an aside, that. <laughs> as an aside, the interface episode about China and censorship was fantastic. And I'd love to hear more about that. Love the show. Great to hear John on regularly again. Regards. So can I can I answer this, yeah? Yes. Well, so obviously I don't really care. It's a joke. You know, it's uh, it's, it's it's funny. Oh, right? It's you know, it's it's but quite you, funny. You did you did properly kick off the first time it happened, though. Yeah, but that you was did. ages ago, wasn't it? It was a long time. You ago. You literally and... rang me up and said, "Please don't," because <laughs> people might find out where I work. And I was, was like, James, no one gives a fuck about you, mate. I know, you're, I know. It's, it's you're a thing. fringe character. No, no, but, I, okay. I, I think James is like, I don't want fans turning up to my lectures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one wants to turn up to That's, one of your lectures. Yeah, no Not even the anyway. people that are actually at the university. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh my God, it's James Farley. This like, fuck. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, like, the, the student's like, oh God, he's wearing a TCGS t-shirt again. Like, um, yeah. uh, Dr. Farley, I mean, we signed up for a history in Chinese, <laughs> for Chinese history, and instead you spent the last half an hour telling us about how free to play on mobile is ruining your life. I mean, yeah. I, can't, I don't know <laughs> why I'm still Dr. here. Farley, we know you hate Stardew Valley, but Animal Crossing isn't that good anymore. Can, you, can we get on with the subject <laughs> get matter? Out. Get Dr. out. Dr. Farley, you say it's Wednesday, but how can we trust you anymore? I mean, you've changed the days of the week around all the time. A whim. You know Dr. I mean? Farley, how hard is it to open a door in a, a game? I mean, come on, mate. Sorry, sir. <laughs> You finished, yeah. You finished. Yeah, we finished. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah, so Doctor Farley. No, I'm joking, Mike. <laughs> Doctor Farley. No. So yeah, in general, not really, really bothered anymore because as Clearly, you said, it yeah. is. It's kind of ridiculous. The the papers thing, though, I want to address because my thing is you just brush it over that hours okay. of editing for the that's past fine, year. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> oh, it's fine. The papers. He lives thing, in though, Canterbury. Go on. Thanks. David. You don't yeah. care. You don't care, James. <laughs> yeah, it's Canterbury. So, I'm I'm it's it's Canterbury yeah. Who wants his postcode? Thank you for trying to dox me on here, Matt. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> go on. 
the papers so, yeah, thing. So the papers thing, my thesis is available, but actually it's currently embargoed in the repository because I've got a book contract Ooh. and I'm writing a book and it's Convenient. based on my thesis. So Convenient. yeah, but I'll let you know when it's out. I'll maybe I'll tweet um, it. Dave, yeah, it Dave, Dave, episode, episode name embargoed in the repository. Can we? Yeah, no, that's got a bit. But can we? Um, can we do a book signing? Like, no. Can yes. we do a book signing? Absolutely not. No, no oh, that's God, not we've got to do a book signing. Can, can we do like the intro? You know what? You know when like uh, the we're like, introducing. Yeah, forward. Yeah, <laughs> forward see, by David when, Turner. When I, this guy's a fucking it, right? idiot. Don't listen to a word he says. When I finished it, you have to put like acknowledgements in. There's no way I'd ever acknowledge you guys like that. Oh, never acknowledge the show, James. Acknowledge the show. No, you're a total no, I'm joke. Interface. Acknowledge interface. We don't James. even acknowledge interface. Yeah, I know <laughs> that. No one's ever acknowledged interface. Well, James, after all I've done for you, you wouldn't put an acknowledgement for me in your book. Absolutely well, not. Everything I've done for you. What, okay, to me, what have James. you done? What have you done apart from made my life miserable for the last two years? I um put you in a position where you can get free games. That, <laughs> that, is, that is undeniably true. But that's I've made probably you the famous. Yeah. That's not a good thing. But you're gone. Oh, all right. Well, then fuck off. You know where the door is. You give her a big one. You give her, oh, I don't even like this. Well, fuck off then. We'll get Why someone that does. Why do you Why do you fuck off Why to Kane and Rince? I really don't want to do that. But, you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. When I was listening from Kane and Rince headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> don't send him one of those weird emails where it just summons you. Because he, he will not reply. Next. Oui. <clears throat> Thanks, Robert Castle, for the email. Um, <laughs> I forgot there was Dad an email involved. Uh, tweeted in, All right, James, you're back down on my rankings. Doki Doki <laughs> Literature Club was fantastic, and while some portions of reading were boring, it was still quite a good story reading them. No, it wasn't. And some of those scares, pretty good for free. People did not like you not liking that game, James. I know. I'll tell there, you was, that. there was one good scare. The writing was average at best, and it's not amazing. It's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not amazing. Sorry. I'll tell you what I did find weird when I was editing it back at the thing, uh, like after we recorded. I was thinking, you said several times, you know, it's good, but it's been done better elsewhere yeah. in other games. And I said, well, what other games? Well, I don't know. I haven't played them. And I just thought, well, hold on, wait. No, it's, uh, but what I was trying to explain is it's maybe not so much in games, but also in in other medium it's been done better. This style has been done better. All right, okay. I think shaky grounds there. You've got to give examples. Well, I did, School Days. Yeah, but which is not a game. That's it what I'm saying. Like, it is a game. It was a game originally. And it's done better in that. I don't know because I've not played it. But I know that... unbelievable. No, no, no. no. I'm, lost. no listen, listen, I'm no. so lost. No, okay. I, know, I know, John, honestly, he, I mean, this is the sort of shit you have to go through with him. You know, no, it's this, this is nonsense what, because what he you're does, not listening to what I'm saying. This he is makes definitely a nonsense. Point, and then he tries to patch it, right? And then it starts leaking in another part and he <laughs> tries to patch that. Patch. And you're like, the day one patch with school days. <laughs> school day days. Okay, school days, the anime was better than days this. Days one patch. <laughs> school days one patch. <laughs> <laughs> School Days yeah, the Anime not, was better than tile. Doki Doki Literature Club. Okay, <laughs> that was based on a on a graph on a visual novel. Which have I you read played. the novel, Matt? Just continue. This is just <laughs> James. You cannot get arsy with Matt about that. He's going to make sure that you've completed everything you talk about now <laughs> from now on after the game of the year. When you rip me a new one on the Gotham show. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you've been a serial offender. How's How's Assassin's Creed Origins going, Matt? Are I haven't you played it since. You haven't played it, huh? Okay. 
What have mood. you played this week, Matt? Let's have a look at what you've been playing. Oh, Hold on, um, we're not yeah. on that bit yet. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've James, yeah, yeah, no, don't, you can't just, yeah, you can't you just can't destroy the podcast the show, like James. that. Come on, James. Right, okay, come, come on. on. Let's go. Sean Let's S. go. Thomas. I'm this is so a very John Denton. Guys, we're already 90 minutes into the podcast. And we're <laughs> 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 Fuck you. Sean if S. you're Thomas. hearing this now, I've edited out a lot. <laughs> yeah, so there was like there was 60 minutes of just Canterbury. Um, it was quite weird. Um, with John Denton on Donkey Kong uh, Country Tropical Freeze, best 2D platform I've ever played. Just ahead of Shovel Knight, Super Guacamole, uh, New Super Mario Brothers, you and Rayman Origins. Um, he hasn't played Super Mario World. That was Sean S. Thomas. Uh, Sean S. Thomas, I appreciate the solidarity, but uh, you need to step up your 2D platformer game and get uh, Super Mario World involved immediately. Because, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Guacamole, it's good. I, I love it's that. It's good, but come on, mate. Yeah. Guacamole is the, yeah, the real Guacamele. deal. Um, last bit of feedback. Um, actually, no, I, uh, J- James, have you posted some more feedback in here? I oh, put that no. in because it okay. was just in an email that came in just before the show started. Okay. Was that the one where they, he goes through? There's one where he goes through each of us. Have you not picked that one, Matt? It was really good. Um, no, but I, I can read Unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. So I, I, no, I, no. <laughs> I didn't go into the inbox. Okay, cool. Uh, so you're giving me all this shit about my editing and you haven't really done your job this week. That's hardly you? comparable. Well, I mean, both of us fucked up. I apologise. You seem to be trying to defend yourself already. Come on, come on, let's no. go. Let's okay, go. Sam, this is Sam Quirk. Uh, hi, guys. Start. I've binged every, every episode in the last four or five months, and it's genuinely brought some sunshine to a pretty dark winter, so thank you for that. Uh, a bit of feedback off the last episode, though. Dave, don't feel bad about the weird time thing on Matt's audio. It's happening on my podcast edits, too, and others have said the same thing. Clearly something is fucked up um, and happened to the fabric of time itself. Don't take Matt's oh. shit for it. I appreciate that, mate, but I, I should have picked up on it, so I will take a bit yeah, of shit, really but I appreciate have, Sam, you He really should have picked up on it. Speaking of Matt, don't use my tweet clearly mocking or genuinely shit pun and pretend like it's a reply to Dave's brilliantly shit memes. You swine. I wish you happy birthday and everything. Yeah, thanks. No, no reply to that, Matt? You're just going to go silent? Just well, thanks, Sam. I really appreciate the happy birthday. Jesus. Next <laughs> You've up, been told, Led. You've been Sean, told. loving the new voice, name and personality. Um, but your noisy dog has morphed into a creaky chair or desk, or maybe it's your back. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's loud, mate. Get some WD-40 on it. Sorry, Did you feel yeah. awkward when I said to you, please don't make any noise this week? Me? John. Yeah. Uh, not. I mean, I knew I made noise. I needed oh, to right, move. okay. I just didn't know creaky. if I was like... I don't know why I'm suddenly all scared of you, but I was like, kind of, oh, do I, you know, cross that boundary of, you, you know, Dave. we're usually mates to now he's been on the podcast. Do I turn around and go, come on, John. So oh, no, I'd rather know if I was making noise and ruining the Step podcast. The noise. You yeah, said you knew I, that you made I got noise. a creaky chair. I mean, I'm actually sitting on the, the second. I've got a much creakier chair, and this is the less creaky chair. It's all I can do, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe try not to get a creaky chair. Why have you got two creaky chairs? Like, it was right, one Matt, we don't all live up north where everything costs like two pounds. I can't afford a new chair. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there, you got me there, John. You can't move for chairs in my house. It's ridiculous. Um, finally, finally, James, you're doing a fine job on the news, mate. You don't need to stop for advice on how to proceed after reading the first line of every story. <laughs> That's a good point. Also, can you go back to being the main fuck-up, please? Matt's just not very good at it. Sam, Matt's got good think, at fucking up. I don't know. I think he's done a pretty stellar job over the last. Couple of months. <laughs> I, I, think I think I've done all right. Plenty more where that came from. Um, okay, I got an email from Adam Reynolds. This is the last of the feedback. Feedback first. I'm sorry, but I just can't do it. Last week I made a harsh joke that I didn't like Matt. I was swept along with the jovial, light-hearted spirit of Matt bashing. Is it light-hearted? Mm, not quite sure. Not really. But hearing Matt's reaction last week has left me feeling 
bitter, guilty, and genuinely empty. Sorry, Matt. You continue to stand up for yourself. You have far less respect if you had bowed to pressure and removed Fireball as one of your gotti nominees. Um, so yeah, as of now, you stood by your in- your individualism, passionate, optimistic nature, and you have my utmost respect for it. Well, I mean, what the fuck is it written? That, that, that was an email there from Matt's mum. On a further, actually, I was I was genuinely close to getting Jill on the podcast just to announce that she that I didn't force her to write the reviews. Oh no, sorry, I did force her to write the reviews on on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> sorry, well, that's the myself. opposite then, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks okay, for the email, fine. Adam. Um, yeah. Cool. That's it for feedback. That's very much it for feedback. If you want to tweet us, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter or email the Computer Game Show at gmail.com. We love your feedback. Let's get to the bit that I'm really excited about the news. Okay. With James Farley. Dr. I've got loads James of news. Farley. I've got loads of news this week. I've got loads of news, mate. I just, went, no, I just went out. I picked up loads of news, mate. Oh. So you want some Do news? I've still got some in the cupboards. And, and I know for sure that, David, you're going to love this stuff. Because oh, there's, there's lots of really good All stuff in it. it. Get a load so, of this. Put okay, it's like a pile. <laughs> like a bloke in a dodgy pub car park. <laughs> you're no, you're going to love this love stuff, this mate. <laughs> right up your street. <laughs> okay, so the first piece of news we got <laughs> is Yuji Naka has joined Square Enix. Um, My boy. He joined this Huge month. Knackers. Love, love that boy. There's no news on what he's going to be developing, but... This is still... I don't know, I guess it's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know what's happened to Prope, you know, his studio that he had, because I don't know if that's going to continue or not. This is brilliant. Has this he made a good game since, like, 1992, though? That's my question. No, yeah, the, he the made that Kiwi game. He did Billy Hatcher, John. Perhaps you remember it. Yeah, that was from, like, 1998, 2000. Uh, he made that was in that It was 2015 was the last thing they made. Yes, and that was that. The Kiwi thing, right? No, they had the Street, uh, the street Pass games for 3DS. Okay. They, they made right. a bunch of those. Yeah. Oh, fair you enough, liked them, didn't you? They were all right. Yeah, they're pretty James good. James was the only one he liked then. Yeah. yeah. Um, he hasn't said what he's working on, but I thought you'd be excited, Dave, seeing as you're like a big fan of his. So, but, yeah. uh, when have you, where have you got that from? I think it's funny because you sat and watched his podcast once. That yeah, was, that was good, great. Your history with him, and you had that. You had like some rapport on the stage, didn't you? Sorry, Dave, you know? are you dating Yuji Naka? <laughs> <laughs> it's not out yet. It's not come out yet. It's all... Uh, no, I'm not. Next. Ooh. Okay, next one we got is PlayStation announces official shoe. Come on. Um, okay, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, look at him. Look, look at him. Goes. That's really chuckled him. That and it? he got him. He's cracking himself so anyway, up. So these are made in collaboration with Nike. Uh, they light up with PlayStation symbols and have three settings which are off, on, and pulsing. Like you know, they, the symbols Same. flash on there. Uh, there's also a PSN voucher in the in the heel of each pair, which unlocks a theme for the PS4. And they have like a zoom airbag thing. What do you think, David? Would you would you buy these? Uh, no, absolutely not. But then I saw a lot of people slagging them off on Twitter, as you'd expect. Mm-hmm. But the people slagging them off were quite, quite, quite different when uh, Nintendo announced their Vans one, which were far more garish than these ones. So mm-hmm. uh, come on, <laughs> All right? Double standards. Um, yeah, no, I don't want to wear anything gaming related. To be honest with you. Um, I mean, around the house, I'd wear a Mario t-shirt, I'd be all over that shit, but I can't be walking around in... I'm too old now. I'm too, not only that, I'm a grumpy man, especially in the bit. office, it's like I'm a grumpy bit. little man. It's not your age, you're the youngest one of all of us. Yeah, hold on. Th- that doesn't mean that I should be able to pull this stuff off. We, but we all know that. Like, I, I, I'm not saying that you guys would be fine wearing these, these trainers either, I John. I would be. No, Matt, no. <laughs> this is the problem. When I first That's saw the these, I, I think, think I would be. You wouldn't be, Matt. Okay, you wouldn't be. No, no, no. Go I'll, on, I'll be honest, I wouldn't, and I don't want to buy them. When I first saw these, though, Matt, 
I thought of you to be honest. I knew you. I knew you would. I thought. I, well, I thought oh, of look you at first. Matt's all. new shoes, everyone. Yeah, because you. I mean, you, come on, Matt. You had those like Brussels sprout ones or whatever it was. That I were, won them in a competition, and they're like they're a position now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I thought of yeah, you. I mean, I so whatever they're bringing out PlayStation. If you're into PlayStation, then you want PlayStation trainers. Then there you are. They're not for me. They're not for you. They're not for anyone that listens to this or anyone yeah, that's I mean, on this. It's, it's it's interesting little collaboration, but I, I'm certainly not going to buy any. But uh, yeah, I mean, do what you want. If you like them, buy them. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. But well, there you go. But where are the out. Xbox trainers? Like, come on, make it fair. How about you, John? Would you? Would you get I'm just or? upset that I put out an excellent tweet the second I heard this story. An excellent tweet. I said uh, that some Eurogamer put up the story, the exact story we got in the doc. I retweeted that with a quote tweet and put, uh, "This is for cross training." And I was like, "One like I got on that. One like." Didn't you know, get it. Cross, <laughs> I'll like be the, honest with no. you. Cross square Boy, circle X. triangle cross. Right. Okay. But, but they but call then... it cross. The PlayStation calls it cross. Okay. Yeah. All right. I've always One called like. it X. One like I got on that. This yeah. is for X training. I, I mean, I don't know who liked it. Some absolute mug. Uh, uh, no, he was very nice. Okay. Well, Fuck you all in. Next story. Okay, next story is... Uh, this is another David thing one. Uh, 50 Cent as ideas <laughs> for another video game. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa. D- James, James, I've put something else in the story, which also links nicely on. Have you, are you not reading <sighs> the doc? Who cares? Why don't you just let him do that and then come on to your one afterwards? Because I was keeping with the PlayStation theme. Well, okay, do right, the PlayStation Matt, Matt's, one, Matt's chosen PlayStation characters get Amiibo-like figures, even though he's written that, but they're not Amiibo-like because they're basically just figures. There's no they're NFC just in it. It's that's just figures. Well, that's yeah. me copying the headline from New Game. I just thought it was Literally the biggest non-story this. there is. We're releasing little characters. Okay, cool. Right. Now, what was the next one after that? Let's get on to the 50 Cent. Matt, so Matt fi- stay out the news. Stay out the news from now I'll on. I'll do something else later. Please don't. Can you delete that, James? No. Yep. Go on. Let's go. So, 50 Cent has ideas for another video game. Oh, and you said the last one had what, has ideas. Great. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the best story, but... I, well, <laughs> John, have you played Blood in the Sand? Yeah, I've played both these games. So, here's the thing, right? I've never played it. Um, I've always... It's been one of those games that I thought, oh, I'd always give a go. But, you know, everyone goes how brilliant it is. And well, I, I think the, the, what I get from talking to people about Blood in the Sand is that... Um, it's not that it's a brilliant game. It's more that it's surprisingly better than people thought when they initially go went into it. Is that right? It's a very, very competent uh, co-op cover shooter that's very funny. Um, yeah. Doesn't outlive its, uh, you know, doesn't outstay its welcome. It's, it's better than Army of Two. You know, it's, it's thoroughly decent and genuinely funny the whole time. So, so when yeah, Dr- it's good. When when he turns around and says, I want to make another one, I nearly called him Dr. Dre, he's 50 Cent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not into my rap stuff. Um, what, when he says, like, oh, I'm bringing out another one, does <clears> that interest you in the slightest? Uh, well, I think most of the ideas that made that game funny were from the devs. I don't think they were from 50 Cent, because if you played his first game, Bulletproof, uh, that was a whole heap of dog shit. So, John, John yes. do you want to hear what it's based on, though? Yeah, this yeah. may change your mind. So... It's based on his upcoming stars show called Tomorrow Today, of which he's the executive producer and star of the show. And this is the plot. It's apparently about a veteran who gains superpowers after being experimented on by a mad prison doctor. Okay. That's the, uh, yeah. That's the, uh, yeah. But that's, did, that's did, the that sounds like he's not going to be 50 Cent in the game. No, that's does, the good thing yeah. about the game is that he he's not 50 Cent as someone. It's 50 Cent and Tony Ayo and his boys. 
mm-hmm. the G unit. And then when they throw a grenade, he goes, fuck a grenade. It's, it's a, it's a very decent game. I can't play a game where he's just playing someone else. It's not. Yeah. Happen, also, it? it sounds like he's got a new show coming out and he wanted to get in places to, well, like, he's got he that to sweet, it. sweet TCGS time slot with his promo now. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> loving, loving this. Loving it. Okay. Cool. At and 50, then, 50, the viewing figures are through the roof. What is it? <laughs> I would read the desk. quote, but it's it's just not very interesting. Uh, anyway, so then we've also, the last thing I've got is the Nintendo Labo, which obviously right, okay. was okay. announced this last is, Thursday. This is what I was excited to talk about. So last week, um, Nintendo said, we've got something new to announce. It's for children um, and the young at heart, or whatever they said. Um, and they said it was a new way to play. And I was interested, but if I'm totally honest, I totally forgot that it was happening because they announced it like the day before, was it? And then said it was at 10 o'clock that night. Um, and it wasn't until I finished a round of PUBG that I checked my phone and John was saying, okay, go on YouTube and search Nintendo Labo because you've got to see this shit. So I was like, okay, well, what's this all about? And I was watching it and I just <coughs> thought... Nintendo have lost their fucking mind. I mean, they've gone insane. And I've never loved anything so much. Like, I've watched it with my mouth open. I was genuinely, genuinely excited. And it it might not be a popular um, sort of thing to say, because I know that, you know, people fall in love with Nintendo and then they really sort of overblow their emotions about them and stuff. But I came away from that just thinking, like, it was like a weird feeling of pride. Like, as if I was, like, I was so happy that they were even doing this wacky, weird shit that I, I was just properly excited. The next day, I went in, showed everyone at work. They all loved it. And, um, I mean, John, you're probably in the best position. Like, you seemed well pumped from the start. Can you explain to the listeners what Nintendo Labo actually is? Okay, I'll do my best. So, um, right... <laughs> Put me on the spot. Let, let's exactly. try and work Sorry, out what it is. So, yeah, a bunch of uh, basically the ability and the uh, tools to create bizarre play sets using flat pack cardboard, which you fold into certain sets and then use software um, in the Switch that aligns with those sets. And then you unhook one of the Joy Cons, the one with the IR camera that goes into certain parts of these play sets and the switch goes into other parts. So the example that they use in the video, I'm sure everybody's seen is a working mini piano. And then there's like a fishing game where you have a fishing rod with string attached to it in a working, what's it called? Real? I don't fish. And yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And just, I think there's six or seven in one set. And then another one where you sort of, build a cardboard thing around you physically that's attached to a string and you become a robot and then it's the robot in game and um i mean it's in terms of innovation creativity just sort of inspiration absolutely amazing uh you know the jury's obviously going to be out on how this stuff actually works or the longevity of it blah blah blah, blah but i don't really think that's the point at this uh, no. at this stage like you know many people have made this point already but while Sony, Microsoft, and Intel, and all these NVIDIA, etc., chasing you know higher polygon counts and 4K and all that sort of stuff. I've got no problem with any of that stuff, by the way. Um, Nintendo just just you know completely sidestepping every trend, every idea, and and doing something like this. And it's just a keen reminder as well that this is a company that has kids in mind first and foremost, and then you know the the the, the their products, their you know, their their content, their their art is of such a high standard that 
it, it transcends age and, and generations and everything like that. And that's why we love them too. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure you, you guys showed the video to your kids. I showed it to, to Elliot and his, yeah, it just blew his mind. He'd never seen anything like it. But to be fair, I remember I just watched it. I was like, I don't even have any words. I don't even know what I just saw. Um, that's not, I mean, it's not like I left it pumped like I would be for a trailer to a game that I'm really, really excited to play on you know whatever console because it's different but it was just more like that that's amazing that's amazing they even thought of that and then i don't yeah. know if you saw that tweet that um was put out by uh my old friend ash who used to work for nintendo works at team 17 now they've got a ton of retweets that uh old folding cardboard things that nintendo made like 40 years ago before they ever did games i did that see you could that fold, yeah. yeah fold into cars and shit so yeah just yeah, what an amazing video i'm sure everybody's seen it but uh, i'm sure is that the consensus or everyone or is someone gonna go and come on and say shit i think you've uh, you've described my feelings perfectly there because i i it's that isn't it i mean i'm not i didn't come away from it saying i'm definitely gonna buy that there wasn't at any point was i thinking this is going to be the biggest thing ever you know or anything like that I just come away thinking it, thinking it, thinking, thank God for Nintendo. Like, thank God that there's a company out there that's doing all this weird shit. I love incredibly good looking games. I love the 4K stuff. I love shooters, right? But thank God Nintendo exists to just whack this weird shit out there. And I, like I was saying to some of the people that I showed to at work who were gobsmacked and they absolutely loved it. Um, I was saying, the thing is with Nintendo, for every idea like this, there's about eight fucking weird ones that are awful. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I will. I know it's been brought up a million times before, but I will never forget the time a guy come out on stage, put something on his finger, and said, this is the Wii Vitality Sensor, and everyone in the audience was silent, and he walked off stage, and we never saw it again. <laughs> like, you, it's just the weirdest shit like that. But that's kind of why you love Nintendo. And I think... Obviously, they're riding on the wave of how good the Switch is doing and how much goodwill they're getting from that, like, and every, how everyone loves their current console. But at the same time, uh, the the it, it just had this weird sort of it like switched a light bulb off in my head. And you know, we've moaned about Nintendo about a lot of things, and rightly so. You know, their approach to online stuff and um, you know their lack of virtual console stuff at the moment uh, and bits and pieces like that. But when you look at something like that, you just go, you know what, that, if anything else, it's inspiring. And I thought there's going to be a lot of, like, at the moment, the Switch is home for the indie scene, right? That's where most of the indie games are all like sort of rushing towards. It, it doesn't take much for them to utilise what the Joy-Cons have and put out something that you can print off and fold up around a Joy-Con. Like, what are they going to do with it? Now, they could have done that from the very start, from the moment the Switch came out. But I think this coming out is going to inspire them in ways that they never would have been beforehand. You know what I mean? Nintendo seemed to manage to give birth to inspiration. Like, it's, it's just, I found it so exciting. Proper buzzing. James, do you hate it? No, I don't hate it. I also, <laughs> wow. No, I also think it's <laughs> well amazing. Well done, Nintendo. <laughs> no, because it is—it's the sort of you know the creativity side of it is is so interesting to see, and it is—it's like you said, you know, with all the other companies sort of chasing this sort of dream of like higher and higher like resolutions and everything, and then this this comes and it is something which is just really playful and just creative, which is, I mean, I showed it to my wife and she she absolutely loved it. I mean, she pre-ordered it, but I haven't. She did. And yeah, it it's yeah, it looks really, really interesting. I mean my only concern about it was the price, you know, when they um when they said yeah what it was gonna be, but 
it's I still I have sort of mixed feelings about that because we I mean we talked about this uh, offline but it's kind of like it's like you said for maybe for a game it's not so exp- well for a game it's kind of expensive but for like a toy it's not and this is Nintendo doing what they do best which is basically they're a toy company yeah they make really interesting uh, experiences and toys and that's what this kind of is and um, that's why I don't really see the price point as being a, a massive problem because compared with things like Lego and stuff it's it's not so not so different in price. It's not. Um, before we continue on with the price stuff, because I've got something I do want to say about that, um, and we need to give the prices out and stuff. Um, Matt, what were your what was your reaction? And um, well, I was away when this when this was announced, and I think uh, I must be in one of WhatsApp groups. You're like, look, just look at this video. So I, I hadn't seen any of the high point anything on Twitter. I mean, I knew they were going out something because I saw that initial tweet, but I wasn't there when it was being announced. And I watched the video, and yeah, it was it was. It was classic Nintendo of like, what is this? This just looks crazy. Um, yeah, I, I think it looks really good. I mean, I, I think I'm, I want I want to get it more for Elodie than than myself. I mean, it looks oh, of course, yeah. it looks interesting, but um, you know, I, I, it doesn't really interest me. But uh, I was wondering, she's wearing sort of her colouring and arts and crafts at the moment, so I reckon reckon it'd be great just just to be just to have as like a you know just to make a cardboard shape would, would be fun enough. Let alone the actual game stuff itself. Uh, the conversion kit's interesting, so. Because uh, when I first saw this, I thought, well, is the fun just building it once and then playing these mini game things for five minutes and that's it? But there's this conversion kit where you can, or customization kit, so I think they call it, where you can have stencils and stickers and stuff. Yeah. So I presume that's more for the long term, you know, use of, of the actual cardboard kits themselves. Uh, um, I don't know about that. I don't know about long term. It's not going to change the durability of the thing, is it? No, no, I guess not. No. But the, but, I mean, the other thing. Sorry, Matt. Go on. No, no, it, uh, that was it. I, I, I thought it looks really interesting. I mean, it's so yeah. We'll come to the price in a minute, and that's there's some question marks there. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll be fascinated to see how this does. I mean, how popular this is, or is this, if it really is more just for parents buying it for their kids. It also looks like they've repurposed that. Do you remember there was like that Project Giant robot or whatever it was that was going to be for Wii U, hmm. and. It looks like that's what this switch, what the what this one is, you know, the the robot kit. It looks like perhaps it's uh, maybe it's based on that, or they're just you know they're repurposing that, which is which is really interesting. Mm. Right. So talking of the price, so there's there's two packs coming out. What is it in a couple of months? Twenty uh, seventh of April. Yeah. Right. Twenty seventh of April. So you've got the uh, variety pack, which has you know the smaller stuff it's got like an art that what they call in a remote control car thing but it's like a bug that uses the vibrations of the of the joy cons to move along it's got the piano do you know how that works because it's pretty impressive yeah it's through the um it's through the sensor isn't it on the um, yeah it's the sensor the... at the top of the thing and the, there's reflective materials on the mm-hmm. back of each key so it can pick up what's being pressed at what time yeah uh, and apparently there's you know elastic bands that make them ping back up and stuff see, like that that was the other really cool thing about this i wasn't it how it, apparently it's gonna it'll like you know explain how all this works and it's you know sort of seeing the inside mechanics of it which is just yeah it's fascinating that was one of the coolest bits when they showed you inside the backpack of that um yeah. robot that's one There's... of my favorite bits of the video that mm-hmm. um and of course like people picked up that there were also things that they show in that trailer that aren't in either of these packs so it looks like nintendo are going to be releasing more of these things um so in britain in england or the uk it's sixty pounds for the variety pack, um, and seventy pounds for the robot suit. Well, no, right? no, no, so it's it's, it's um sixty, it's seventy dollars. So we're, we're not no, 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 it's no, 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 no it's, 16... it's, it's definitely fifty nine ninety nine for one and six, sixty nine ninety nine for the other. Okay, because awesome. they they confirm that, yeah. So 
I was thinking at the same initially I was thinking this needs to be the same price as a normal game right so the we know that the game the software involved is not going to be anywhere as advanced as it is one of the main things but getting all these kits as well these kits made of cardboard that's also you know chuck it chuck that in essentially it looks like you're getting that stuff for free with a game uh, and we don't know how in-depth these games are, so whether you can compare that, I don't know. Uh, but when you think about it as a parent that's been buying toys and, you know, uh, Hot Wheels bits and pieces, about 60 to £70 pounds for for that amount of building building stuff. And I know people are saying cardboard, I get that. It's not just the cardboard, though, is it? Have it's you not, seen the list? It's, not, it's and, insane. And it's like, you you know, could say the same thing, like, Jay, Joe, um, when I bought... Uh, the Hot Wheels garage for Harry. Joe looked at it and went, that's a lot of money for just bits of plastic. And she's right. You know, you can't look at the toys like that. That's not, that's not how it works, right? And that, that brought me to that point that I told you about, James, where it, was, it feels expensive in terms of gaming, but yeah. not in terms of children's toys because you're used to paying that sort of stuff and whatever. It's comparable. Mm-hmm. Um, then I was thinking about it more and more. And I think, you know, I'm not saying they should have done this, but I wished they had... Um, when you when you look at uh, Hot Wheels and when you look at Lego and stuff like that, there's not like two price points for those kits, are there? There's they obviously these companies know how to drag you in. They know that they the initial payout isn't going to be seventy quid to a hundred pound. You know, Harry has got into Hot Wheels because he's been buying one pound fifty cars and little track sets for five pounds, and then come Christmas he wants the seventy pound Hot Wheels garage. Yeah, I would. What I would have liked to have seen is for the uh, everything in the variety pack to be split out, and then so you've got an entry level thing like the RC car for five pounds, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. and then you know the all the way up to the piano, which could be you know twenty five quid or something like that. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, I don't know the business side of things. I've no idea if they've looked at that or if that would have worked. But what I'm saying as a parent, it would have been great to say, oh, do you know what? This Labo stuff looks great, but I ain't really willing to chuck 60 quid at it straight from the off. I it would know, be good though. to have a 10 to f- a 5 to 10 pound option of some, one of the smaller bits to try it out and see what it's all about. And see, then, you know, if Harry likes it, it'd be like, well, I want that one now and I want that one. And I think we'd see more releases as well. You know, it wouldn't just be a variety pack two. There would be, okay, now there's this little cool contraption that you can make. Now there's this one. And buying them separately seems like more appealing to me as a consumer. I don't know, because this is a conversation I have with Chen, actually. Because when she first saw like the variety pack thing, she was she thought, is it just, are they going to make us pay like you know for each one? And she was really unhappy with that idea. But then when she heard that it was like all of them in one, she was much happier about it, like with the price. Why is that? I don't know. I think, I mean... Maybe it's because, I mean, you know, just one of those, is it really, I mean, if you if you put it at a much lower price point, maybe it'd be more appealing, but like some of them don't look that complicated or like, you no, know. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But then that makes it perfect then, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess because, so. Because I mean, yeah. if that RC car one was five quid, mm-hmm. it gets you into the idea of buying Nintendo Labo stuff Yeah. without having to spend too much money. You know, it's all about getting you behind this idea of creating cardboard models and mm-hmm. making something out of it. Um, 
I mean, that's that's what I think. I, I mean, I don't, as I say, I, I don't know how they've priced their business around this. So what, what I'm saying could just be flat out, like it could not work for them. But um, for me, it's kind of like, I wish there was a cheaper option to just try this Labo stuff out first and mm. then expand the collection. You know what I mean? Maybe it's because... I mean, the thing is, with buying stuff like Lego, there's no extra buying though. You just buy it and you just use it. Whereas with this, you do need a switch. Like you need to, you need to have that. Which maybe that changes the changes the dynamic slightly. It's like they know that not everybody obviously has that, so just go for you know for like this variety pack instead. Uh, um, I'm not sure. I totally agree. I mean, yes, you need the switch, but I don't see how that changes the sort of idea of splitting things up and having cheaper options. Because if you've if you've like bought into like a system, like you bought like a switch and so you've you've spent like money on that, buying something which is in like a pack, which is like a game, which is people already understand that as a concept as being like, you know, you buy this like this you know, buy this game for this machine. If you go into like Tesco's or whatever and you just see these like packs for like five quid or whatever and you don't have a switch, you'd be thinking, why? You know, why do I? Yeah, what is this? I, I can imagine those parents buying things. Oh, it's like one of those blind bags or whatever. You spend a five, and like, oh, they can't play this. Because yeah, I mean, you've also yeah, exactly. You've got the yeah. Somebody buys it, and they haven't even got a switch or whatever. And then you're just like, what's you know, what is the point of this? You know, whereas it's like with the fact that it's expensive, it looks like a game. It will feel like a game. It's like you know what it's for. If you see what I mean. I don't. I'm not sure. I buy that. I'm not sure. I buy that logic. John, what do you think? In terms of uh, separating them or or having them all together, yeah, I think it makes sense to have them all together at the moment to to kind of as an introduction, you know. So mm-hmm. introduced to the market like this. Also, I'd imagine the conversation. This is a boring thing to talk about, but the conversations they're having with retailers, etc., they'll be having those conversations beforehand when they decide how to package it all up. So it probably makes sense in terms of like the sort of shelf space that people want to give up to them and all that sort of stuff. And then once it's yeah. established, if it's successful, if people get into it, if it becomes, you know, must have for Christmas and stuff, then I'm sure we'll see individual packs and stuff being separated out down the road. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd yeah, love to see, see that for them to just sold. go, here are the next like five or six things we've got for Labo, buy them individually. That stuff would be cool. Buy them all together and then, and then for a little them, I've got vision in my head as well, like it hanging like a magazine, but with these cardboard bits, and inside is a code to just download what op- whatever it operates it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Maybe they could do also, one of those magazine series. You know, where it's like you just buy it, you get it, yeah. get a bit of cardboard with it, and like a download code, and then it like shows you how to do it or whatever. When it comes to the negatives as well, a lot of people were saying I don't really want to slide my three hundred and fifty pound console or whatever it is. No, it's not three hundred and fifty quid, is it? How much is a switch these days? Two hundred and eighty. Yeah, two hundred and eighty. Sorry, two, I don't want to slide my two hundred and eighty pound console into a bit of cardboard and give it to my kid. Well don't um, do it then, you fucking miserable yeah, sod. Yeah. I mean what, <laughs> that's Jesus. It. That, that's the answer, isn't it? And not only that, when you're seeing babies holding one thousand pound phones, like in yeah. restaurants and stuff, I do I don't think the majority of the people think like we do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I, I'm not sure I'm totally on board with that. There is, you know, I've not been seeing, I haven't seen a lot of reaction to this on Twitter. What, what's it been like? Everything it's I've seen has been basically positive. You know, jokes and gags, obviously, but yeah, yeah, overriding totally. yeah, positivity and yeah, yeah. the similar sort of vibe. Because nobody really knows what it's going to be like to assemble these things. Like, I fucking hate making flat pack furniture and generally assembling anything. So I was reading how long it takes to make some of this stuff, and it's like hours. I was like, oh, yeah. actually, I don't really want to do this at all. But at the same time, I'm 
like we talked about, already massively impressed, uh, really blown away by the kind of inspiration and innovation. So that's generally the vibe that I've seen from you know, plenty of places. Lot of like everyone else is doing loot boxes, Nintendo does cardboard boxes. There's been a line I've seen a lot. It's just, uh, yeah, I mean, how could you be negative about it unless you just want to be a snarky prick? Yeah, there's uh, been... Um, yeah, I mean, there's been quite a lot of people that have kind of been sort of like, it's not for me or whatever, but I'm not going to like rag on it. You know, so yeah. I'm not, I don't care about because it. Because it isn't, yeah. it isn't for, for people yeah. of our age really at all. I mean, if I didn't have kids, I would, I'd be like, that's cool, but I, I would never get it. No, yeah. totally. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. But the thing um, is, is you also get that thing where like Nintendo does inspire people to just like, you know, people get really attached to them and just want to buy everything the company's ever made. And, that's uh, very true. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so they go a bit crazy about this sort of stuff. Well, then, then enjoy it, then, won't they? Yeah. Fair, fair play to them, and that's <clears> what you're into. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm very very excited. I've already applied to try and go to this. Um, they're they're doing a preview event. Yeah, next me too. Month. Yeah. So I've applied to go to that, and we'll you know see how I get on. But uh, I'm yeah, I'm excited, and it'll be interesting to see a how it gets taken up. Like if people properly buy into it, or if it gets completely snubbed and brushed on the carpet uh and and be what other ideas they've got in the future and and if the, if they are in a position to expand it how they're going to do that um yeah I, I i love nintendo and uh, you know we've all got problems with them we've all got these little narky things to say about how they go about things but um i you can't imagine and like microsoft or sony doing anything a this creative or b uh getting away with it like if sony had announced this everyone would be like they would not maybe that's not fair maybe it's not fair to say well if sony had done it it would have been shit uh but that's how it feels like i don't know nintendo feel like that playful inspirational side of gaming uh that not everyone needs to buy into like i i get it if you don't like their stuff whatever but it's good to have them there you know what i mean coming out with all this weird shit it's exciting Mm -hmm. uh yeah so I don't know. It was weird. It was a very weird week for me. I was literally showing some of my bosses at work. You've got to see this shit. It's weird. And they all come away with it just going, that looks fantastic. So it's got to be doing something. It's hitting the right notes. This might be a dumbass question, but um, do you think because of the line of work you do, a lot of like, you know, obviously. No, you bet. I know what you're going to say. I mean, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but I imagine it's a lot of people sitting around very expensive looking desks drawing flat plans of things in high detail, which is not dissimilar to what I see as this product. So do you think that's appealing? It's more it's more the design. Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of these people are uh, artistic designers. I'm not, but a lot of these people are like sort of they've got an artistic flair about them and they love, you know, very intricate uh, intricate designs. Um and it could be anything. It could be anything from like a new design to a mobile phone. It could be, you know, like actually their line of work or whatever mm. the moment they saw that piano they were like holy shit that's brilliant and then when they saw them coloring pieces in and showing different bits of this house that were all colored in by like just felt tip pen they were like i love that that looks brilliant like that looks so good my kid would love that yeah. um and yeah that's that's exactly what you what you come away uh feeling when you watch that when you watch that trailer it's good it's good man it's good mm. much love nintendo much love right uh, uh, so that's not the biggest news of the week. Oh my god, he's, he's added he more stuff in. The news. He's added more stuff in. Well, James, sit back, mate. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Maybe you should review Matt's news uh, section. Come on, right. Matt. Let's go. I mean, one of the most eagerly anticipated games, certainly for me. Uh, they've it's been announced today. 
uh, Disc Driving 2 is coming on the 1st of February. Now, Disc Driving is a game many of you have played, um, or, or not. Uh, so disc, it's a game on iOS. <laughs> Uh, where you basically flick a disc around a circuit, you can play multiplayer, uh, and there are power-ups and whatnot. And, I, I mean, this is a game, I, easily my most played game on iOS, possibly ever, who knows, I've literally played it, I've literally played multiple games of this, multiple moves or multiple games of this, every single day since I had my first iPhone in, like, 2008 or 2007, whenever it was. And they've, they've finally announced the sequel. I mean, I, I mean, um, you're in the league with me, Dave. Like I play this every single day, multiple games on the go. As I said, and they finally announced a sequel. Uh, I, I, I'll be quick. One of the biggest changes they made for the second one is that now you can do two swipes instead of just one. Uh, I believe that's so. <laughs> if your disc starts flying off the edge of the track, you can quickly rectify that and and swipe back. Um, also, now tracks have different ele- uh, levels of elevation, um, which looks great. And there's also loads of loads of new power ups and moves. I'm a bit saddened to read that there's a card system because it is 2018. Um, it's, um, but yeah, I was, a... was going to say, Matt, because it's it's free to play. I'm just wondering how much they're going to fleece you for like, over the well, next yeah, few years. I mean, so, so the first one was was free to. Yes, yeah, so the first one it, you can play it and there's adverts, or you can pay a two quid or whatever it was to get rid of the adverts. Um, I mean, whatever I I will pay. I. I Whatever I can pay, I, I will to support this game. Like the first one, I obviously got, I obviously paid the money to get rid of the adverts, but I also bought some of the, um, you could spend money on getting little different designs to the discs. I bought all of them just because I desperately wanted the developer to have some money because I've played, I mean, probably hundreds of hours of this game. It's ridiculous. I'm sure like seven pounds went, like, you know, Look, transformed their fortunes. I had to, I had to do what I could, Dave. I, can, I, I literally bought everything I could in the app. If they released more, I would have bought more. Uh, yeah, so but there is a single-player mode in this game called Speedrun, where basically you have unlimited number of swipes and you have to complete a certain amount of laps in a certain course in as little time as possible. I think you do that, you get points and you get new well, Matt, we've... I mean... Whatever, look, I'm psyched I'm, as fuck. I, I like your enthusiasm, and I was exci- as excited as you were when I saw that news today. But I mean, you're talking about a game that not many people play, um, and and you're going into way too much detail and spending far too much time on it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> February first, <laughs> everyone listen to us. Do me a favor, download Disc Driving Two. We're going to have a ball. I'll download it, Matt. Thanks, thanks, John. Actually, can you play it across iOS and Android against each other? <laughs> you probably can't, can you? It's iOS only, boy. Oh well, then fuck off. Uh, yes, on to the next ooh. bit. <laughs> Good <laughs> John. Uh, let's get started with you this week. Um, what have you been playing, man? Uh, so again, I've been playing uh, a few different bits. So um, I'll kick things off with Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition. So, uh, so this is out now, is it? This is out. It came out last week, both as a free download for people who have the base game Street Fighter Five, and also as a retail version. Or you know, you can download the whole thing. If you do that, you buy the retail version, buy the standalone version. You get all of season one and two's characters. So you get like Guile, a bunch of others. Um, some people were confused because they thought that the free download for the base game also included all those characters. No, 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 sir. No, no, far too much money to make there for Capcom. So that's not the case. What you do get for free is basically the arcade mode for the game. Uh, a bunch of tweaks to the actual engine. Um, new V triggers, as they're called, which is like, uh, sort of character specific, um, sort of, not special moves, but just little things you can do with each character, little sort of power ups. 
and um, just a few little uh, bits here and there. And it's the start of season three for the game that's kind of crept and crawled itself into some sort of good state and relevancy. It's always been, a, you know, a high, high quality fighting game, the sort of baseline of it. But as you, you remember the launch when it came out with bare bones, there's barely anything to it. The online didn't work properly. And then they started wanting to charge you for characters before they were adding all the modes. It was really a bit of a disaster. And I think that plus the fact it was only on PlayStation and not on both consoles and really didn't do it any favors. But now here we have what should, it is basically should have been the game that came out in the first place. You know, this is how Street Fighter Five should have launched. As for the arcade modes themselves, I mean, it's crazy that they weren't in there before because it is just a series of fights. But what they've done here is they've, they've played on the kind of nostalgia thing with Street Fighter, which is always goes down well with me anyway. And you can kind of play through Street Fighter, the original Street Fighter story, Street Fighter 2, 3, uh, one of the alphas, and 4 and 5. And it's still just a series of fights. It gets to the point where you can choose one or the other. But, you know, super simple, basic Street Fighter stuff. But um, it includes the characters from that game. So when you play Street Fighter 2, it's all like the characters from Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 3, etc. And it has like the bonus stages and things from from those. It's it's fan service. It's small. It, it's nothing particularly amazing. But it's, you kind of go, oh, that's all right. But really, I was just happy to be playing the game properly. The online works now. I've been playing... Uh, you know, proper rank matches on a fight stick and really starting to get my head around a few of the characters and just remember it's more remembering how much I enjoyed Street Fighter 4 and as much as I'm already loving Street Fighter 5 and you can see how mechanically it's just you know truly incredible sorry a truly incredible game I'll never have the moments that I had with 4 because with 4 I had a group of friends and it's the same group Dave that we play with on the regular for for everything but they're Xbox right. people and um Either when we met up in real life, uh, when we did that, we'd spend the entire weekend playing Street Fighter 4 or Super Street Fighter 4. And, uh, yeah, online most weeks we just lobby it up. And yeah, I think you need that. I I've heard stuff about, like, fighting games are too complicated, fighting games are this and that. And, yeah, they are. If you just look at them and see people talking about frame data, frame data and, like, Texts and command grabs and all this sort of stuff. Like, I mean, that's it's jargon to a lot of people, and a lot of it is to me as well as even as a fan of fighting games. But what I've always loved about fighting games, and we talked about this with Arms the other week, James, is like it's just all about like growing with somebody that you're playing against and kind of pushing each other mm -hmm. and those mind games and that psychology as well as the the mechanics actually playing. And it's sad to me that I won't have that with Street Fighter Five, even though I'm enjoying playing online. And I know there's people. That uh, I can play with, you know, people that we know listen to the show or people I've interacted with uh, online, and, and I will do that. But it's not the same as like your mates you've been playing video games with for twenty years, and you have all of that inbuilt in jokes and banter and rivalries and all that sort of stuff. And because it's not coming out on Xbox, it's probably just not going to happen, which is a shame. But um, I'll be playing Street Fighter Five probably most weeks. I won't talk about it again unless something major happens. But um, yeah, anybody? I mean, it's just not happening with you guys, is it? Street Fighter. No, no the, the the most fun I've ever had with a fighting game was Virtua Fighter 4, and it was exactly as you said. Mm. It was, um, I had a friend that was playing just as much as I had, and every time we got up, we never used to play online, but um, whenever we met up, we'd both put in about the same amount of yeah. hours on it. And it was just like, oh, oh my God, we, we are t totally evenly matched, and it made the whole thing exciting because you'd spend all week training to fight your mate, and they'd be doing the same thing. So we we were constantly like sort of... And the moment one of us sort of ran away with it, it kind of lost its magic a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, 
yeah, no, I've not really been into street fight. I've not been into fighting games really um, for a long time. And um, one thing that was interesting, you're talking about how this game feels like it's, you know, um, it's how Street Fighter should have come out. And there was sort of misconceptions about this free version for people that have the base game and stuff. Mm. Does it feel like Capcom are taking the piss? And before you answer, it's like from an outsider, this just seems like what Street Fighter has always done. It's bought out a version and then bought out a better version and you've had to buy the game fresh every time. So for me, it just seems standard. But from stuff that I've heard on podcasts, some people seem to be turning their nose up to the fact that they have to buy this game again. Is, um, that, is that right? I mean, you don't you don't have to buy the game again. So it's kind of the opposite. So if you've been there since um, day one and then you pay for the season pass for season one and season two, so you wanted to get all the characters or you grinded, grinded, ground, grinded, I don't know, the uh, in-game currency <laughs> for um, you know, to buy individual fighters, which is, you know, over time is, is perfectly possible. And then you you were just pumped. You were pumped for Arcade Edition dropping because it's a free download. You're getting all these new V-triggers, one per character. So they've all got two now you can choose between, which if you play the game is a big deal, uh, plus some other tweaks, some, some real nerdy stuff about like individual balancing tweaks and stuff like that. But again, you know, whatever game it is you're into, whether it's us playing Rainbow Six or whatever it is, when, when you're into a game, those patch notes mean something. So they were just pumped, plus the free arcade mode, plus um, there's a couple other little modes in there as well. So kind of the opposite. It was more that the slightly, I think I don't think Capcom were unhappy with the idea that people thought that they were getting all that stuff for free um, when they weren't. Basically, you know, the free download is is that they didn't really advertise it as anything other than that. It's just that people thought that that meant that they were getting all the season one and two characters. Basically, they were getting two season passes for free. Um, right okay whereas but if you do buy the game brand new if you go out and buy arcade edition or download arcade edition as itself you do get all that stuff so you can see where people were confused but compared to what it used to be like you know when we were kids champion edition hyper fighting super street all that sort of stuff it's not it's actually not as bad as that it's a different way that they're they're making money from this game um assuming that they are to be honest because it's it's not been a huge seller but um the esports scenes rising uh the game itself is quality but i know what you mean david i hope i explained it reasonably well well it, by, by the sounds of it what you said it sounds like a a glorified update that you can get for free but also comes with sort of a game of the year version of it with all the dlc packs basically is that right Basically, right. That, okay, yeah. so that's not bad. Yeah. That sounds pretty. That sounds pretty good to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyone else? I mean, I'm not going to get it, but it, I'm, I'm glad that it feels like it's having a bit of a resurgence. Yeah, I think well, it's going to be a big year for Street Fighter Five. I think. Um, yeah, it's going it to in terms like of esports because that's really needed. where this that genre is going. Uh, you know, see, I'm, I'm I'm a bit like you, David. I mean, I sort of bounced off fighting games really a while ago because I mean. When I was growing up, I really it sort of loved playing Street Fighter Two, like with friends. You know, we just used to play it after school all the time. And when we got when I got a bit older, we used to. I had a friend I used to play Tekken with all the time, and uh, we got to that stage where we were like both of us about as good as each other. And it was always it felt like the fights started to feel like they were kind of like choreographed and everything. And it was just it was really fun. But then it was when everything started to become more technical, and then you start to see online people talking about like counting frames and stuff like that. I, kind of lost interest really with that because it didn't really feel to me what the fighting game was about it felt that that was it was too technical for me at that point and uh, i've never really got back into it 
Yeah, I always find there's a, there's a real lack of sort of conversation and chat. And I suppose there's not actually that much you can talk about, but that middle ground, I, I exist in the middle ground. Like I can hold my own. I can, I can play these games. Uh, especially Street Fighter 4. I was, I was decent. I was okay. And, and I'll get like that on five again. But when it comes to the counting frames and stuff, that's, it's never going to be my personality as much as anything else. It doesn't matter what yeah. it is that I'm into. I'm never going to get into that sort of, microscopic detail on anything i just my, my brain just switches off but i think it is alienating now because it's now the second the fighting game is announced the whole conversation is about the minutiae of the mechanics and it yeah. is totally alienating but almost all of these games whether it's tekken 6 or injustice or street fighter 5 or i'm sure dragon ball fighters which is out this week you know you you will just have that experience with friends if you have that opportunity to play with them that, exactly that's the as problem, you always did that's the problem because I mean, I, when I was younger, obviously you've got people around you all the time. You can but do that, it. but now it's not. So I mean, the thing is, I bought Street Fighter Four like when it came out because I kind of you know got seduced by the idea that it could be like that again, and I just found like going online just really frustrating because it's just it just yeah. wasn't fun. I was just getting you know, destroyed like from the from the outset, and you're just like, yeah, this is not really for me anymore. It's so sadly now James is Billy No Mates and he's got no one to play with. That's oh, very true. Poor James. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know, and I know what you're saying by saying it's uh, alienating, but also there are going to be people that are uh, will be appealed to that. Oh, yeah, absolutely, of, yeah, which yeah, is fine. Yeah, yeah. all power to it. Yeah, That's so it's not like, like it's completely closed off. It's just taking mm-hmm. a certain type of gamer to crack into right yeah and it's not even uh, uh, they're not i don't think they're being particularly elitist about it or not wanting other people to play quite the opposite i think they want the community to grow it's just that's the natural way that conversation goes typically all the people who are reviewing those games now are they they're getting picked because of their ability and their knowledge which is and so they're speaking to that audience again and it's just the way the conversation's gone so it's only alienating because people are seeing that and going, oh, God, no, I don't get fighting games, it's too much. But in yeah, actual yeah, fact, yeah. to get to the level where you're understanding that stuff doesn't actually take that long if you're into it and you get in, if you are in a position where you are playing with people. And, of course, you can set up online lobbies. It's not like the olden days where you had to be at uni or school or whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of just running myself in circles here. But it's just something that it's just the way the genre has gone the last six, seven years. But they're still fucking fun. Most of these games are fucking fun if you're just playing them with mates. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, super quick one. Um, I put on Forza Horizon 3 because they dropped the 4K update. They dropped it literally just before the show. Um, we recorded the show last week and I didn't get it in time to speak about it last week. So, yeah, grabbed it. Uh, obviously, just looks absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it was an amazing looking game anyway. And this just takes it to another level entirely. The detail, the the quality, the clarity. You know, we were talking before about how Nintendo sidesteps everything and they do this amazing stuff. But, you know, we're also reiterating the fact that we still love this shit as well. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for this stuff, especially when it's coupled with a game like Forza Horizon 3, which I actually realized I barely touched. Um, I played a ton of really? two. Yeah, and uh, I don't know why... As I had three as a download for ages, but I, I thought I'd played a load and I played the beta or the demo, or whatever it was a lot. And I realized I hadn't actually played the final game barely at all. So I've been sort of slowly uh, plodding through that. Both the boys love watching it and, and having a go while well, Ellie likes playing it as well. So, um, yeah, that'll be something that will just live on there and I'll, and I'll go back to all the time. And it was, it's definitely one of those games. If someone does come around, you just like look at this shit and yeah, yeah. it just looks fucking ridiculous because it did, it looked amazing anyway. But, um, yeah. Nothing new about the game, but yeah, good job. Fully completed from, that game. Fully completed yeah, I've seen it. Your, I've seen your driver tar flying around with a ridiculous <laughs> level. I'm <laughs> level eight or something, and your guys flying um, around at whatever it is. Yeah, what was I going to say? The um, 
Yeah, so how does it compare to the motorsport game then? Is it comparable? Because obviously they designed yeah. the latest Forza game with 4K and HDR in mind. How does this compare to that? It, it is it compares near very, very, very well. I, I would say motorsport is probably just a level, a slight level up in terms of detail, a slight level up in terms of right, HDR wonder, but obviously it's not open world. And yeah, this is just almost as gorgeous, um, imperceptibly Shit. so, but obviously in, in that open world, I know some people were upset that it wasn't 4K 60. Um, it's, it's 4K 30, uh, and there's no 1080p Ooh. 60 option. But I mean, if you've played Forza Horizon 3, it still feels like Forza Horizon 3. That game is smooth at 30. It feels nice at 30. So I don't think there's so, any real issue. Is there. Forza Horizon 3 30? As it is, yeah, like, like on it the is, yeah. spots. I had no idea that was the case. I, I wouldn't have noticed it that. Is, I wouldn't have known that. They do a lot of clever stuff with like motion blur yeah. and things to to make it seem like it's it's running at higher frame rate. I think, but yeah, it's 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 amazing. Uh, it really is. It's amazing work for, and that, that machine's a little beast. It, yeah, that's genuinely genuinely a game. Believe it or not, that game would probably convinced me to get an xbox one x i mean i want one anyway mm. yeah, but you know if i had the money and i saw that game running in uh 4k man it would be hard to like sort of not just spend money that i haven't got on it yeah. <laughs> I, I i really really love forza horizon um and you know i've got the, the hot wheel stuff for it and everything mm. um so yeah, i reckon i'm gonna end up with that like. because yeah the little one is really it's into good. all that sort of stuff it's very very good mm. It's hard though. So if if they like playing it, I would, uh, he's too young to play it uh, too. But he just likes you know cars and shit. So I'll probably yeah, end yeah, up with that. Yeah. But um, will. anyway, I don't want to get too dad cast on it. Let's let's move on to um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. I, I've been picking up a few little odds and sods on the Switch recently. Uh, I talked about Brawl Out uh, either last week or the week before, and I've actually grabbed three indie games on Switch since then. Um, I grabbed Darkest Dungeon, which I've barely touched. I, I might get to talk about that soon. Um, Oxen Free, which was down to like three quid just randomly on a store, and I'd heard good things, so I bought that. I haven't played it yet. And then Enter the Gungeon. Um, have you guys any? Anybody played this? No, no I've heard, I've heard about it. Though. Yeah, so um, it's a roguelike sort of top-down 2D shooter, and I'd heard it was good and just never really... There's so many twin-stick shooters, you know, it's like, why am I going to play another one? And then I saw someone saying, this is basically just like a much better playing version of Binding of Isaac. Has anybody... Have you guys ever got into Binding of Isaac? Oh, God, I've played it, yeah, and I, I just, yeah, I could not get properly into it I, I don't know what it was i think mm. maybe it was the fact that it was is it eight directional that yeah, game so that is that's or the downside of binding yeah it's sort of yeah. yeah it's four four directional maybe yeah wasn't it just left right up and yeah down? i mean it's super basic but the thing that's amazing about that game is like the roguelike elements and the way you create it. every time you go through your, your, your little isaac is basically a different build every time and yeah. this has that basically um with the uh, the level layouts are the same you, you're sort of going down floor by floor and you want to clear out the floor, find all the treasure on, on that floor, the secrets and stuff like that, and then battle the boss, go down to the next level. But um, it doesn't quite have the Isaac stuff of like when you get all the new abilities and gear and random stuff that you'd find in a level on that would change what he looked like massively. And that do it doesn't have that, which is a shame, Apart, uh, but it does have amazing huge selection of guns that all do sorts of weird shit weird little power-ups that you don't know what they were oh, it has that stuff that roguelikes do the best roguelikes do well like spelunky and and isaac 
where it's like weird shit will just happen in some runs. You'll just stumble across some room that just you've never seen before and has never been in any other run and you have no idea what it's there for. So you want to go online and, and work out what it is. But fundamentally, the shooting and the gameplay and the, you know, the, it's proper twin stick movement. There's, um, a dodge roll in it, which gives you invincibility frames. So you can dodge through the bullets. It's a bit more like bullet hell. In fact, the studio is called dodge roll. So, um, it, that's clearly a, a major part of the game. But it's just a way nicer feeling shooter than, than Isaac. It doesn't quite have its personality, but it does a good job in that respect. And, um, yeah, I did some traveling this week, just going back home to Guernsey, trains and planes, etc. And yeah, they, all of my journeys just disappeared playing this really, really good. Uh, I think it's like 12 quid. Um, if you like Binding of Isaac, definitely, definitely get involved. How's a, how's a twin stick shooter on those little it's, sticks? It's not, that's, it's not great. Um, I've got a longer journey coming up soon and I'm gonna bring the, uh, the little stand and the pro controller to play, I think. Cause it, it's okay, but yeah, it's, um, it could be better. You know, your thumbs do get a bit s- slippy after a while. It doesn't quite have the, yeah. the sort of length on the sticks, does it? But yeah, really cool game. I can see why people have raved about it for a while. Cool. And then, Item. yeah, someone's written silly buggers down on my list. I think I had hashtag raft on there before, but you know, obviously that one's not taken off because none of you guys have played as much as me again, but you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, my final game is, um, is Wolfenstein 2. Oh, just bang my mic. Sorry, oh, everybody. Fuck. Is, uh, Wolfenstein 2, <laughs> the new Colossus. So I get a bit excited, you know, what I'm like, which I finished this yeah, week. Um, oh, awesome. I said I'd do it and I did it. Uh, and, um, I talked last week about how I was really impressed, as everybody has. I was really impressed by the cutscenes and story and the narrative and the dialogue and all the stuff, and way less so by the levels and the um, the actual sort of design of each level and the gunplay and all that sort of stuff. And it's it, it's it, it's the narrative that surrounded the game. Everybody seems to be saying the same sort of thing. I must say that playing it on easy, the the action did pick up. Um, I still kind of feel like. That has obviously taken second place to everything else in the game. It's clear. But um, just as a kind of romp, I barely died. I barely had any trouble. Um, I did start to enjoy it because the levels were short and sharp. And at a certain point in the game, you you basically had some abilities to to your, your BJ Blazkowicz. And I won't go into any more details than that, but that really helped improve the game as well for me. But my good God, I mean, have you finished this, Dave? No, okay. uh, I went to play it last night and I just wasn't in the mood for it. Yeah, uh, for it sure. turns out that I just wasn't. So basically, I went back to it um, and I this was late on Friday and I absolutely fell in love with it. Mm. Like in a total, like in not, I've put off playing it for a long time, for about a month really. Um, and I slang it in and like you, started really enjoying the com- combat not not properly enjoying it like i enjoy a good shooter mm. it doesn't I, i've never got to that point but i i guess not minding it and having a few fun moments and a large point of that is that it wasn't frustrating because i had it down on easy um and it was i was starting to get used to the guns like the one with the sniper the, the sort of the scope on it um i i I sort of realised that I don't have to look down iron sights all the time. Actually using it, like firing from the hip, is a very viable viable option in that game. Uh, and then all of a sudden I started getting really into it. Uh, not only that, like I, I, speak, I suppose we could talk to, about where I'm up to. Um, I've just done the whole nuke section. Mm-hmm. Which uh, isn't giving away too much, hopefully, because it's you know it's been out a few months now. Um, that was brilliant from start to finish. The the, the fight in the cutscenes, everything during though that bit was really really exciting. Um, and then the stuff that comes after it, it is just batshit mental, yep. uh, but funny. Like you know, it's 
yeah, as really people have said before, I think James, you were saying it's really weird how it goes from very serious issues to very, you know, mm-hmm. like just yeah. really good comedy, um, just straight out good comedy. Um, and, the, you know, the, giving you a new ability halfway through and, and making you choose between three of them, I thought was a really good shout. I'm not totally made up with the ability that I've chosen. I chose the stilts one and it kind of feels, I don't know, it feels that I should have chosen another one. Like it wasn't mm. properly okay. uh, put together. Um, you know, the, 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 there are bits. With, so with the stilts, it lets you expand your legs and get up onto higher levels. But sometimes you'll see a ledge expand expand your legs and go to get up there. But it's, I guess it's slightly too high from where the game thinks that you should be to get up there. And it's kind of like a bit, oh, it doesn't feel as fluid as it needs to be. Whereas you got the running through walls one, right? You run John? through walls and run through people. That's the one I chose as well. Yeah, that's, that's, the, see, I should, that's, that's, that's what I should have chosen. <laughs> you all did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I should have chosen yeah, that yeah, because that, the, that, you that can made see the game exactly so much better. To yeah, me. I was yeah, just smashing yeah, yeah. through enemies towards the end. Yeah, and my god, they've like Matt and James will already know this. Everybody who's played the game will already know this. But the places this game goes, and everybody's talked about it already. So many people have talked about it already. But my good god, I was not expecting some of the places this goes. I've done a great job of avoiding spoilers, avoiding scenes, and I'm not about to spoil stuff for anybody here um, that's going to spend time with this game and play through it, but. Like Jens Matis is a guy that he was the art director on um on Riddick and ended up being like the director on The Darkness and then obviously he's headed up both of these games and this guy is I mean the way they balance like you say the serious issues the comedy the insanity the, the man like the tone it's all over the place but remains consistent he's like an amazing filmmaker making video games i mean like it, it's it's incredible i think some of the stuff like the places this game goes and still manages to feel serious and feel poignant and moving and like exciting and thrilling at times just uh, uh, incredible at times there's one scene which is uh, just uh, unbelievable to me i mean was have i seen that no scene? you haven't no right okay good. and not the end is so it's so well done it's so yeah. well realized yeah didn't you find that really satisfying john the ending oh god yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 if it, I was basically once I got that ability to just run through people, the game started to feel a bit more like Doom than mm-hmm. um, than it had done before, and I just turned it into just a basically slaughter fest. And so the levels themselves became fine. Uh, every time the cutscene ended and the level started, I was still was a bit like, oh, all right, we can get through this. And then yeah, but when the story, st- I mean, Jesus Christ, there's a reason that giant like we 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 slagged off giant bombs end of the year stuff, and and rightly so, I think. But there's a reason they had Wolfenstein moment of the year separated from their moment of the year, and they spent an hour talking about it because uh, I mean, so many it, it's just bits. insane. Uh, how do you think this compares? Yeah, I'm actually to the quite looking for that's the one. Sorry, that's the one bit that I'm quite looking forward to going back to on the giant bomb game year stuff because obviously I skipped that, yeah. I didn't want it spoiled, but I'm looking forward to going back and hearing those bits. Yeah. Uh, I went uh, again, back. It's enjoyable to listen to. Yeah, yeah, it cool. is. Yeah. What were you saying there, yeah, Matt? How Sorry? do you think this one? How do you think this compares to new? Is it New Order or New Blood? Um, I new think Order. that's a better shooter than New Order. Um, I think that's uh, the the level design is better. It's more expansive. It still suffers from uh, a lot of the same problems, like with the you know struggling to realize you're getting hit. It's like stealth stuff's a bit all over the place, but. Um, but the story stuff in Wolfenstein 2 is just another level. It's just, it's gone to another level. It's, it's amazing in, in New Order. Um, it, it was kind of almost like a revelation at the time because nobody was expecting it. And, you know, the, uh, that, that way of like editing cutscenes and, uh, you know, so having something so kinetic and dynamic hadn't really been seen before. And like you say, nobody was expecting anything, even off the game, I don't think. 
but now it, this is just another level entirely. Where they go if they get the chance to to do a third one, I have no idea. But I have faith that um, that those guys have got it already all planned out. They've got their big story beats and their big moments already planned out. I reckon. So um, I just really hope they do get the opportunity to to finish this thing off. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I, I mean, I haven't played that that one, but do you think it'd be worth going back yeah. to? I given I didn't really like the gunplay and whatnot in in this most recent. I mean. One. I would say to most people, yes, but realistically, we, you and I both know you will never do this. But yeah. at the same time, <laughs> it's, true. It's, often, <laughs> it's often three quid on the PlayStation Store. And again, bash it down too easy, and there's a ton of great story in there. And it does give, yeah. obviously, yeah, a good backstory I, to I just feel, because I play quite a bit of the first one, and I just feel that the story stuff, it it lacked the wow moments of this one, to be but honest It's not on the same you. level. But there's still some fucking moments in it. It's true, but it's also more well structured, I think. Like in terms of like actual gameplay, was more more interesting in the first one. It is, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I'm 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 looking forward to finishing that game off. I mean, again, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll keep it. You know, I won't go into the details. But that whole farmhouse bit Mm -hmm. was fantastic in terms of the story as well, and then what happens during. You know, there's a bit of gameplay towards the end there, and it was incredible what was going on on screen. Like, absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, no, that bit is pretty impressive. Uh, I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I'm bang up for get. The only problem was I turned it on last night at about eleven o'clock, um, and it was a big shooty bit, and I just thought, oh, okay, right, I, I'm going to play Rocket League for a bit. You know, I think I think I need to be in the mindset. Yeah, to you want do. To yeah, just yeah. jump back in. Otherwise, it, yeah, it's not very. Um, it's not something you could just pick up and play for a bit. Uh, and or definitely on Friday. I mean, I played it for about three hours straight, for a four hours straight, and I was just like, I'm loving every minute of this. This is yeah. So it's probably good. the way to do the rest of it now. Either two, one or two more sittings, and then yeah, yeah, it will get to a point yeah, as well. Uh, if you if you if you're like me, where you're like, I oh, on we're in this till the end now. I don't care. I've got to see this. Yeah, yeah. Through. Oh god, yeah, yeah. I I tend to do that with especially with shooters. Actually, um, I used to do that with Call of Duty all the time. Like I used to go right. Okay, I'm heading towards the end now. That's it. I'm not getting up until it's done. Um. Uh, okay. Cool. Anything else? That no, was that's that it? me, man. Was that it? Uh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll mention uh, the other game that I've been playing this week. Uh, I've been playing The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, which is I, I looked it up. It's three years old now. That yeah. game. It came out in 2015. On yeah, um, I really want to play it. One I heard it was amazing, but also they this week they've announced it's already out actually, but they've announced like a 4K Xbox version and stuff. And I saw it. It's like 16 quid on the store, but I have been I've been looking at this for a while actually. Well, the first thing that grabbed me was, I mean, it does look incredible. Um, uh, you know, the, the, visually it looks fantastic. Um, it also highlighted that, you know, the, the, I, I read that this was a walking simulator. Um, and it, in, in ways it is, but I think it asks a lot more of the player than say, uh, Gone Home did or Fire, even Firewatch does, you know. Um, Firewatch was very much, here's a tunnel, walk down it and make choices every now and then. Uh, and same with Gone Home, but even without the choices, you know, you were just reading stuff. This, I mean, there are some good sides to it. Uh, so for the majority of the game, or the main hook of the game, is that you'll come across a murder, and then you'll come across clues, and you piece those clues together, then uh, then you get to the next stage, which is seeing little snapshots of their memory, and then trying to piece together the memory in, in order, uh, and then it plays out a scene, so you see how that person got murdered, right? So it's a, there's there's a bit of puzzle element in there. I mean, it's not too taxing. You won't be, like, scratching your head and going, whoa, whoa how does this work? Um, you literally just keep trying to 
putting these things in order and if it doesn't work you just you know try and swap the numbers a little bit and uh and then seeing if you've got it in the right order so it's pretty straightforward is what i'm saying the the crazy thing is i did not expect it to be so reliant on exploration because you know walking simulators are not really like that they they tend to let you off the leash a little bit for the but for the most part you're walking down a tunnel uh, or you're walking across a path and you're naturally finding stories the first time i had to restart this game because after about 30 minutes of play i'd already got towards the end of it without knowing i was already in this like village bit and i was walking in and out of houses and going oh there's weird stuff happening over there i wonder what that does later and then i thought i don't really know what i'm supposed to be doing i've been walking for ages and so i said okay let me just bring up a guide to see you know when the actual game starts and i was like no 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 well i've seen that but nothing's happened that and it turns out i was like I would say halfway through the game in about half an hour. So I had to stop, restart and actually readjust the way I was playing it uh, because I'd, I'd walked past about seven or eight <laughs> murder scenes without even noticing, you know. At one point I'd walked past a body and went, oh, there's a body down there. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> I, I hadn't seen that there were clues everywhere and I had to piece them together. Um, so then I started, yeah, I got I got totally gripped because... I don't know. It's there's obviously there's a bit of mystery. Um, there's it does some really interesting visual stuff throughout as well that uh, that I've not really seen in other games. Um, and it's yeah, it's got this. Uh, initially, it feels like a pure horror game, but it it sort of turns into a thriller. Uh, but I had to stop playing. I will go back to it and finish it, but I had to stop playing because I got to a point where it does go full horror out of nowhere. And I was like, whoa, I am not prepared for this. I need to know that what I'm letting myself in. Did you, because you played this, haven't you, John? Uh, I played about 40 minutes of it, but I'd be lying if um, I said I remembered anything of it. To be right, honest. okay. This, I kept, so when it came out, I played a bit of it. So there's this whole minecart bit and it just goes real fucking dark really quickly and, you know, not in a atmospheric way as such. It feels like it goes, okay, well, you're playing Amnesia now. And I'm like, whoa, whoa hold on, I ain't prepared for <laughs> I didn't buy paying for this. So, um, yeah, I'm going to turn this off for a little bit. Uh, but I, I can't say I haven't thought about it since I turned off because there are characters in the game that I'm interested to find out what happens and there's a whole mystery surrounding what's going on in this village because uh, the basic idea is you've turned up in a village following uh, receiving letters from Ethan Carter uh, who's obviously gone missing and then as you're trying to find them you are uh, you come across various different murders that have happened in this village um, and you're piecing together what had happened. Um, it's... Yeah, it's far better than I thought it would be because the first time I loaded it up and started walking about, I thought this stinks of uh, everybody's gone to the rapture, which I, I really didn't get on with at all. But it's not that. Um, the only thing it suffers from slightly is there are long periods of time where you're trying to look for the last thing that you need to look for. Um, and because it's quite open, uh, it's a bit of an open world and it's quite, you don't know where the where each scene starts and where it ends you can get lost and overlook stuff constantly um and if you do want to piece a whole scene together it can take a lot longer than it needs to really it's like i get it i'm looking for clues but don't hide them out into the forest over there because 
then I've got to walk for ages and then like I'm constantly questioning whether I'm walking out of the sort of mm-hmm. play space that I'm supposed to be in. Uh, but other than that, I mean, if you like walking simulators, then, um, which is a shit phrase and everyone says it when they says it, but you know what I mean? Um, this asks more from you as a player, um, but it never stumbles into like proper gaming territory. It is still very much telling you a narrative. Uh, so I think you, I think you really like it in terms of like, uh, because a lot of my favorite walking simulators, like Edith Finch and Gone Home and games like that, they have a bit, they have an emotional punch. Does this have that, or is it more of a, a mystery? If it has it, um, if it has it, I haven't really felt the punch of it yet. I mean, it's leading towards something, and you can, and I'm definitely invested in the characters, but uh, I've got a feeling they're holding that back to the end. Mm. Um, and there are, you know, things that happen in it that are kind of like, oh man, that sucks. You know, that's a, that's about it. Uh, I want to see if it pays off well enough before I answer yeah. that question because I, I don't really know. I, I do definitely want to play this. I would sit, I, I mean, I'll give it a go. If you like to go on home and stuff, there's no reason why you would absolutely hate this. I don't think, I, I, don't, I don't, personally, I don't think it's up there. We've gone home from what I've played so far, but, uh, but gone home, I hold in very, very high regard anyway. So, you know, um, see that for what it is i'm not saying it's a bad game at all i've i've really enjoyed what i've played so that's that that's what nice. i've been playing let's go to james james what you've been playing uh i haven't played a huge amount this week um why because i've been busy i bought a ps4 right. pro though this week which was nice Ooh, oh, 4k yeah. yeah i i sold a bunch of stuff and bought one and um yeah but it's, how it's, many copies of i FIFA was just about Angel to make the same joke <laughs> It's, you know, it's funny. I was going to get the FIFA 18 pack, and that's just so that I could were. have like two copies of the game and just be like, I don't know how this happened, and just end up with two. But yeah, I didn't. In the end, I got a white. I got the glacier white one because I fancied a change. And, they, uh, see, they sell them separately now, right? They do. Yeah. And um, right. but so, it's, what made you go for the white one over the black one? So different. It's yeah. I think it's just because I wanted something different. I mean, Chen said I did it just so that I convinced myself that I it was worth it. You know that it was something different under the TV. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> There's part of that. When I bought mine, I was kind of like, well, it's not just a black one, is it? Uh, you know, when I look down at the pad, I go, oh yeah, I'm playing on a PS4 Pro. <laughs> it's not just my normal PS4 anymore. Mm. Go on. What do you make of it? You um, like it's, it? It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's the. I'll tell you one thing. I was a bit confused about is. I wasn't aware of how confusing the whole sort of 4K thing is on PlayStation on the on the PS4 Pro. It's like you know, like how you have like boost mode. Some games support like HDR, some don't, and it just seems a bit. It's more of a mess than I was expecting it to be. Has that improved at all recently, or is that is it always been like that? No, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different factors into it as well, isn't there? There's like the TV. Some TVs make you force it to do 4K. Like my yeah. TV's definitely like that. You have to go into the HDMI settings for that particular port and say, look, this is Ultra HD. I want you to treat it like as Ultra HD. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's all sorts of weird settings with HDR as well, isn't there, John? Yeah, most TVs you have to go in and enable HDR in, into uh, each... HDMI port, sorry, lots of HDs. So yeah, a lot of people might have HDR TVs and not have them turned on. It's like when people used to um, have Xbox 360s and they'd have HD TVs, but they'd plug it into the wrong thing. They'd use an old SCART <laughs> port. They'd yeah, with three pins. Yeah, exactly. And and they, yeah, yeah they, they were running it in like 360p or whatever when it could be 720. But, um, you know, what can you do? Yeah, that'll get better, obviously, but... Uh. 
But yeah, I mean, the one thing that I, one of the reasons I wanted to get one was also for PlayStation VR, and I do genuinely think it has made a, a difference to that. It feels, things feel a lot less blurry in a lot of the games that I've played, and I do think it, it has made a difference. Yeah, it definitely does. But also, FIFA 18 does look amazing um, in 4K with HDR, so I'm, I'm pretty pretty happy with that. But apart from that, I've, the only other two things I've played this week, I, I played ARMS over the weekend um, because they had that, um, what's it called, the, they had a party crash. Have you done one of these, John? Yeah, I did the first one a little bit with Elliot, but not that much. I still didn't really understand what was happening, to be honest. It's kind of great because it's... Basically, it follows the same kind of system whereby, you know, like when you connect, you kind of like join a party with loads of other people. Yeah. And then you have like the rotating selection of game types and that kind of thing. So, you know, the one on one fighting, basketball, volleyball, and stuff. But then what they do is every hour there's like a bonus period where there's these new rules that they add in. Like you have like one hit kills or there's like double experience points and stuff like that. And also, if you pick certain characters and different types of arms you get like a uh, an extra bonus with that okay so what it the whole point is that you're supposed to sort of like level up like over the over the weekend and then the score that you get is then multiplied by 50 and then you just get like a load of cash so you can buy new arms combinations is kind of how it works all right which is which is kind of um yeah it it's it's kind of addictive because one of the things that I really love about this online is like the length of the matches because they are like they're over pretty quickly mm. like you get in you know you, you do your business and then you sort of it, it's over and I really like that I it's you know with, <laughs> you do your business sorry yeah, you know, just, <laughs> that's all threw me for a second <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might but you know it's like no because it's like you know like when you play stuff like Splatoon like you get in there and you do you do have to sort of it's more of a time investment where was with this over the weekend it just felt perfect for like when I had like a few minutes like you know when the kids were doing whatever I could just switch it on and play play a couple of rounds and it's yeah it was I, like I do really, like Splatoon into but it takes a lot longer to do your business and so I'm not I'm less bothered about it <laughs> but yeah so I don't know I, that, that's what I think is one of the, the strengths of it but it's just the combat I really enjoy in this and it's it's the timing of the punches you know how you can like throw people off by like just like throwing a punch like a fraction of a second like later yeah. than you were going to and then you know and it connects and it's it's just yeah so it's, it's a lot of fun and so, yeah, the the crash party crash weekend was was fantastic. It was um yeah. Well, what, so what's, have you actually explained? And I've blanked out. What what is party crash? Well, as I said, this is where they have like an event. Um, which I mean, this one was over over the whole weekend, and it's basically a means by which you can get more cash to buy more like of the like your so it's just like currency. a double XP thing kind of yeah but with um with extra sort of things whereby like you know you as i said you you choose specific characters and stuff like that and makes it a bit you know so one of the things that's kind of nice about that is it forces you to try other characters that maybe you wouldn't bother with before and then you get to like learn yeah. how those, so you, how those you, you like pictures two of the characters against each other right and then you pick one of the teams and then you represent oh, that right, one. Okay. yeah i think that, that's right is it yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, uh, thank then, you, John. That makes more sense. Then at the end, you get like a you know sort of an overview of like you know which which character won. You know, it's um, but you don't have to choose those characters. You can, but you do get like bonuses if you do. Can and you switch between them then? Like, some, yes. like it's not like you're locked in with no, you can, uh, you can, Splatoon. No, no, you can switch around and and kind of do what you want. It's um, cool. But yeah, really great. Um, the only other thing I've played is I started playing Resident Evil Seven. 
um, in VR. And oh god, yeah, you told us about this. Um, yeah. yeah, John, was that in was that in the chat with us? Is this the first you've heard about this? Um, I, I knew James had been playing in VR because we spoke about it just before he came online very briefly before, oh, before right, the show god, started. This is fascinating. Like what James was telling me. Go on. Yeah, you see, the thing is, is I played. We played this up in Leeds. And um, you remember we played like the demo and stuff when you yeah, were but around. The, is the, de- uh, the demo no, not the, actually the one you in the game? Was it's a different, different. One. Yeah, it was the kitchen, wasn't it? The kitchen demo. Yeah, and that's just a sitting down experience, really. Yeah, and it's like you're sitting there, and I felt nothing from that at all. Like no fear, nothing. It was yeah. It's also partly because the environment. You know, you're around with other people, so you don't really feel the tension yeah. or whatever. Dave's ass was out. You know, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it wasn't uh, really conducive. Well, it was quite scary actually. But. The arse, yeah. It's, uh, it's a but- nice arse. <laughs> oh, that's all. At least start with him. So, mm. so yeah. So I, so I bought, I bought, uh, I bought this because it was on sale. And you see, I've always, I've, I've always enjoyed the Resident Evil games, but I've never, I've never been scared by a game before. I'll be honest. I, I remember when I went to your place, Dave, and we played um, PT. Like that, that was the kind of thing that I think I would have found unsettling if I'd have played more of it. But most, like, Resident Evil games, I've never really found really that scary at all because it's always a bit kind of over the top. But this game in VR has been horrendous uh, for me. And I... Yep. It's... I mean, what it was is it's not... It's not what I was expecting because it's not really so much the tension because like you're in these sort of like an old house and you've got like the creaking floorboards and that and you can hear all the sort of like the other yeah the what yeah so the monster closet kind of thing you know what's going to happen so the whole time I was kind of like preparing myself for things to happen and trying to sort you know you're trying to sort of like laugh it off it's like it's fine yeah I know I know it's all going to be fine but then there's certain bits in this which really really scared me like really made me feel tension that I've not felt playing a game I don't think ever and at one point like my chest just felt tight and hurt like I felt real physical pain from playing this and it was a real rush but also horrendous and I don't know it's just the first time I've genuinely felt fear from a game so what does it do different to you know because you've tried horror stuff in VR before what does Resident Evil 7 do that that stuff didn't I think partly it's because it does the jump scares, but it does them very effectively, um, like sort of going from pitch black. But the main thing is, is with the VR, it's the way that things get up in your face and it's the way things can appear like just out of your line of sight and things like that, which you can't get from playing it on a TV. And that's what really adds to it. But the thing that really upset me the most is the way that when you get attacked, like I felt like I was going to get hurt. Like, and, I, and it's ridiculous because it's a game, and I know it's a game. But your brain is still telling you, like, was still telling me that you know a chainsaw is coming towards you, and you you kind of like they, especially part of it is the movement, like the movement of the characters that you're that you're sort of interacting with. They move so sort of unnaturally and also very quickly sometimes that it's just a shock, and you just like your natural reaction in VR is to like pull back, and then you just you know you feel it's going to hit you, and it's. I don't know. I've I've never felt this immersed and like by by playing a VR game before and felt so sort of sick. Really, I mean, it was as I said, it's it's a it's a rush, horrendous, but a rush. And I I do want to get back to it and play some more. Um, I oh, mean, what- I, I will never understand that mentality. Like I I've, I'll freely admit that I'm a I'm a complete wuss when it comes to computer games and um, that idea of yeah yeah I can't wait to get back and get scared again. I don't like being scared. It but feels horrible. Yeah, no, but it's it's giving. Uh, I don't know. It's just giving me a feeling, and it's like what? It's no, no. You, you get it's, no. You get like a feeling. Sexual from this. healing. No, I said a feeling. 
Such oh, a good on. feeling. Yeah. <laughs> No, you get okay. Let me let me give you an example. I mean, a long time ago, one of the okay Halo, you, I used to get similar feelings from when I first played that. Like you know the feeling of adrenaline uh, that you get from the when that first came out of like you know fighting elites and stuff like that. And there was a real feeling of sort of adrenaline, like real like feeling of that. And I yeah, but I rem- it's not like like fucking fear. No, but it's still a strong physical like reaction to this, which. I've not had, as I said, for a very long time. And this is the first time, like, for a long time that I've had, like, a real physical reaction. I've been dead inside. I'm just happy <laughs> see that I can feel feelings again, even if it is being even petrified. Yeah, yeah. No, because it's like when you play it on a TV, there's, like, that layer of, of, of like, abstraction. You know, that you know, you could see it's not, it's not, you know, real or whatever. But when, in VR, it's just a whole other, like, kettle of fish. It's just... Yeah, it's that, uh, but it's also, like, the 3D sound. and Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, as grimy as it looks sometimes yeah it's so effective yeah and so it's very very interesting and uh, yeah i I, as i said i want to go back to it but it is horrendous you are fucking sick in the head and i mean that's what it is i just want to dave dave i just want to feel something i just want to even if it's pain i just want to feel it (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i'm so shit with scary movies with horror games but even when i struggled to get through the uh, opening hour demo, whatever of this game, you know, it, it was definitely a rush to feel scared. I just didn't like the rush, <laughs> but yeah. it definitely was a rush. I, I, I mean, I've loved all the previous Resident Evil games, so I'm a bit gutted that this, for me, feels a bit too intense for me to realistically play it. Um, you can play it. Hold on, you can play it. On, why yeah, don't you play it normally? Well, yeah, but I, there's no point. I, 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 if I'm <laughs> He's already sold it. Yeah, I bought and sold it since I started this conversation. Um, <laughs> Hello, see yeah, I just, I, I mean, I, if you're going to play it, you have to do VR. I'm not going to do like the 2D version. What's the point? Oh, God, see, 4K that is, is such a cunt. You can't, you can't be the big <laughs> man about it when you won't play it at all, Matt. I mean, I, exactly. I, I, I couldn't handle the VR anymore after not, not much further than sounds like where you are, James. It got to the point where it's like, mm. I basically, I stopped and I loved what I played and I thought I, there was just no way I was putting it back on. I just couldn't face doing it. So I played the 2D version, the rest of it, man, and I'm now able to talk about the rest of the game with knowledge. <laughs> but, you know, you, you know, it's probably better your way. And possibly nominate it for Game of the Year. Yeah, yeah. I'll get you. Well, I'll get it you is lid. from the previous year, so it would fit in Matt's list. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should do it this year. We should have like a, pre- a favourite game from last year. Yeah. I don't think we should, Matt. <laughs> no. um, actually, <laughs> who's right, voting for Matt? Um, who's voting for Dave? Got, did you guys see that Nintendo announced their like, most downloaded games of the year and Stardew was at the top? Now, the, the Switch came out in 2017, right? Yeah. It yeah. Did? yeah. But like Mario and Zelda weren't even in the top like 10. What are you talking so, about? Well, Nintendo this week, uh, last couple of days, they, they announced their most downloaded titles um, from the store. And Stardew Valley was, uh, for, for, from 2017, sorry. And, uh, Stardew was, was number one. But Mario and Zelda weren't even in the list, which I, I'm confused Well, I'm guessing about. because they're trying to flog it for fucking 60 quid. But, like, will, will you get it anywhere else for about 40 quid? For those games. Huh? I still would have assumed there would be loads of downloads of Mario right, and Zelda. there's either two things, right? Either A, right? The, the it's because they're you know fucking sixty quid to download from their store or B you've completely misread the article. I'm I'm leaning towards B. It, it most downloaded games of the of 2017. Anyway, whatever. Stardew. I'm leaning towards B, John. I'm leaning, well, leaning towards, towards B. B that he's misread it. 
Yeah. No, because I've read it as well. It, it is correct. All right, okay. Um, All right, so sorry, A I'm then. On mic again. Sorry, everybody. Um, but oh, for f- uh, yeah, no, no, it's a weird one. I, I, I know what you mean, Matt. Um, but yeah, I, I, you've got to assume that it is the the fact that Stargy's what? How much is Stargy? Fifteen? Yeah, it's like twenty, fifteen quid or something. Yeah, I was actually surprised that it was number one, though. I thought it would be um, yeah, be something else, but because it's not been out that long. But people love that shit. I can't wait to get back to it. Actually, this week I think I might start again this week, or re, you know, continue this week. Oh, weren't you travelling like, this week, Matt? Yeah, Why I didn't was too uh, drunk and/or hungover to do anything on those flights. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Matt, yes, you've been playing oh, Life I is Strange. I, I, I've not played a game um, since before the last podcast, but, but you've but, got but, Life is Strange written down. Yeah, so that wasn't there a minute ago. So have you, it was what have I wrote. You tried again here, Matt. Is this another, another no, game I, of the I, year from 2016? <laughs> what you've been what, playing from last week? I, what is going on? No, I, I I got an hour in. Uh, I played an hour of Life is Strange before before we start podcasting. So, oh, uh, right. did, did you like it? Yeah, I really I, I really liked it. Good also, questions. Just, just... <laughs> 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 just, just, um, I know you said like the first one isn't as good as the second, and uh, oh, it's and still whatnot, really good. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really enjoying it, and I, I think you said about the um, the same about the f- series one and two. Episode one wasn't that good, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I found it interesting. Like you can, there's a conversation between two of the characters where um, I think Chloe is talking. Chloe's talking to Rachel, or one of the other characters, and Rachel says Hella, and then. But and I think Chloe questioned it, and obviously you know we know that that that's one of her common common phrases in in the, in the first series. So I've, even like those little bits, like, I've really enjoyed just trying to see uh, where the origins of of how these characters act. Um, what I said the... about episode one was that the intro bit to that was pretty terrible. When you're trying to argue your way into the yeah, rock concert, that's that's, it's pretty poor. But but from then on, it starts getting really good. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm on the train now, so well, no, I just got off the train. So oh god, that train bit is so good. It's yeah. so good. I love it. It's really it's, well done. Yeah, I mean, and again, I've said it a billion times, but so many people could point and laugh at that and go, "What? Are you like that? Are you fucking dick?" But I loved it. And James, you liked it as well, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. it was a great. Scene. I'm also, I'm also definitely playing it a little bit differently, Dave. Much like you said last time, um, where you weren't like um, playing as yourself, you were playing as a character, and I've started yeah. doing that now because, because yeah, yeah. ordinarily I would just play as myself, but then you end up with just a pretty boring twat of a character. So um, yeah, I've started being like. What, what I think Chloe, how Chloe would react in those situations, and it's, it seems better already. <laughs> if you were projecting your uh, yourself onto it, it'd just be like, how would I react in this situation? Post a meme on Twitter. That's not an option, Matt. <laughs> just post a meme on Twitter. No, Rachel doesn't have Twitter, I'm afraid. Just post it on Twitter. Uh, okay, quite right. Cool. Hopefully and you I'm can have Dark more Souls to say about it next I still love that game. Down in Blighters. Down in Blighters. Yeah, I I cannot believe that you absolutely you fell for the forward and beefing again. Like I mean, that's it wasn't three or I fell for. I just now. forgot, and I trusted <laughs> a chat like an idiot. How many times have I got to say, "Don't listen to a fucking chat, Matt"? They're all there no, to no, wind you good. up. Like, the, the chat have got me where I've got to, and yeah, so I'm in Blight Town. Um, frame rate uh, update. It is awful, update. even on the Xbox One X. Uh, one bit yesterday, it was so bad. I I thought I was going to have a headache afterwards. It was that bad, but um, it, I, I'm telling you, it was nowhere near as bad as PUBG is. But you never mentioned it for that. I've yeah, just got I a feeling. Think it. I think I have. Ah, uh, never have. Never have. Uh, never have. Um, uh, John, let's get to the questions, mate. 
Come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm not holding it up here. Don't don't blame me. No, son. I know you're not. I know you're not. I yeah. know you're not. But no, man, I'm ready. Totally Let me just get me by taking the I'm just going to get into question position, all right? But there, there may be some creaking. Also, <laughs> last week you didn't say your catchphrase, and I think you need to say. That's it because you mugged me off the second time I did it, so I decided to retire it. Oh, right. Sensitive. Also, that's not until the tweets bit, is it? So you know. Hold your horses. This is emails first. Yeah. If you want to email us, just it's the computer game show at gmail.com. Right, kicking things off. Hey, chaps. Watching the insane Labo announcement was probably the most thrilled and excited I've been about a gaming innovation in a decade. I can't wait to discover how advanced the tech in these Joy-Cons is. The one thing that historically worries me about immersing my kids in video games is that I'm curtailing their creativity. This is a very well-written email, and this allows us to create and play together. My daughter's face lit up. Which... Sorry, did he just compliment himself there? No, 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 that was in... editorial from me. Um, <laughs> just in brackets. This is a very... When it goes into that lower voice, Dave, that's me editorialising, so right, just for future right. reference. My daughter's face <laughs> lit up when she saw the video of the piano playing, and I think the potential for kits where you built classic arcade cabinet Star Wars droids and Metal Gear sneaking cardboard box sets is huge. Question for you all. Would those of us who are loving this announcement be so joyous about it if the Switch launch had been a mess? For me, I suspect I'd have been unhappy about it if we hadn't had an epic 2017 and got the foundations right, even as someone who found a huge amount of love in the quirky titles like Wii Sports Resort, Nintendo Land, Scarf Fox Zero, and 1-2 Switch. Keep up the good work from Sean Thomas. So when I first read this, I was like, oh, that's a kind of a strange question. But then I think, yeah, no, he's right, because there have been other innovations and things that Nintendo have tried when they're in a bit of a down patch, when people are down on them, sort of Wii, Wii U sort of time, where people did... Uh, they weren't interested in anything like that. So what do you reckon if the Switch had been a bit of a mess or the games hadn't come I, yet? I don't think they would have done it. Well, I agree like with that. Yeah. Well, no, no, but that's yeah. not what you're saying, though, is it? I, I totally agree with you. And I, like John, when I first read this and I, I was about to uh, reply to this by going, oh, come on, mate, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. But actually, he's got a fucking good point because if the Switch launch didn't go well and they hadn't released Zelda Mario, we'd be going... Nintendo, why are you fucking around with this when, you know, you want to get the games and the fucking console right first? Um, so, I, yeah, I totally see his point, but thankfully they've but, actually yeah, also it. also doesn't matter because, yeah. <laughs> because it was a success. Yeah, it's true. Cool. Uh, but no, it's an interesting point to make. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Alright, next one. Hi chaps, with so many games vying for our attention and time at a premium, it's becoming harder to give games the time they perhaps deserve. So my question Agreed. is, how long do you tend to give a game before deciding whether to continue with it or bin it off? Matt? 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say you probably Lewin, give stuff way. about, you give stuff about 45 minutes, don't you Matt? It's about, about I mean, you've had 45 hope. minutes to myself, that'd be amazing. And 45 <laughs> minutes for me is like, is that, that's like playing Final Fantasy VII. That's like, oh god, I put such a slog in, boys. It's incredible. Uh, the amount of hours of 45 minutes. I just haven't had time recently, but I'm hoping this week's a bit calmer. Um, I mean, that's not the question. Um, I would say, uh, you know, it, it definitely varies. Yeah. And that, that, I know that's an easy way out, but I've binned off games after two hours. I've binned off games like five or six hours in. You know, it gets to a point where I just go, ooh, I'm done with this. The moment I feel that that's the phrase I have in my head, I'm done with this. And then it's gone. That's it. Uh, and I don't go back yeah. to it. Well, I know you're not going to believe me, but I basically... <laughs> this sounds stupid now, but... I wouldn't say I've been games off at all. Like, I, I, oh, I, I, what I, the I, hell? I, I, let me no, finish. You, you always intend let's... to go back, don't you, Matt? But it never you happens. You always do. I, I, I wouldn't say, okay, <laughs> I'm actually done them. this game. Cause, 
What? You don't intend to go back. You sell them. Oh, that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. If it's worth money, I'll sell it. Sure. But <laughs> Do you send a little but, note with your eBay just saying, look, I intend to go back to this at some point. So <laughs> yes. if I give you a I'm call. Coming back, I'm coming back to this. <laughs> Save. Keep my cheats <laughs> written in a box. Man, um, you're I insane just, if you think what you're talking is anyway logical or credible. I mean, you're talking bollocks right now. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, I never in my mind say, okay, I'm Dominus game, I'm not playing it again. I'm just saying, oh, I'll come back to that. In 2000, never. <laughs> in 2000 and sold. No, I, I mean, I know what you're saying. There, there are games, I always find a good time to bin a game off is when you feel that you have to put it on and you don't really want to. Like, you can't face it. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't really want to play that anymore. Then that's it, done. Don't even bother anymore. Know what I mean? Yeah. Although yeah, to, sometimes I've done that, and then sorry, uh, whoever I was talking about it, but sometimes I've done that. I've and then I have gone, oh fuck it, I'll put it back on. Case in point, like Fallout Three, and then it's been great. So it's it's difficult. I'm having that with Assassin's Creed Origins at the moment. Loved everything yeah. that I played. Stopped for a couple of days, and now I don't want to put it back on. I never want to play it again. But I I, I, I kind of want to as well. It's, it's tough. So normally my solution with that is if I just get rid of it sell it, trade it, whatever, lend it to someone, then it's gone and I can't really think about it anymore. But otherwise, yeah, I've got yeah. these hundreds of games over the years that are just hanging over me like this sort of niggling anxiety. Yeah, for real. Yeah, no, that's a good point. James? I have, Well, see, I have a slightly different problem, which is that I'm one of those people that I'm kind of completionist about stuff and usually when I start, I kind of want to... I yeah, push, I push through to the end and... This is, and it's really annoying because I, so many times, I'm, this is like a problem I've got because I know that I'm just wasting my life like with stuff that's rubbish. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, sometimes you end up just like continuing with stuff just because I want to get to the end. I want to finish it. And you just think, why, why did I bother doing that? It, it, the grand scheme of things, it doesn't, it means nothing. I'm not even What's enjoying What's the most this. recent game where you've done that? Where you've gone, why? P three team? The journey. <laughs> Actually, yeah, the journey does spring to mind because it's not very good. But I did see it through to the end and didn't really enjoy it that much. But it's like I don't know why. I just felt like I had to. I had to get through it. It's um. I don't know why. I think it's probably it. It's maybe partly because you know when you're when you're a kid, you don't have like a lot of games, so you you often. I played so many things just to death because there wasn't like a huge amount of stuff to play, and I still feel like I need to like ring everything out of a game, and which is, is a, this a, you a trying problem. to pretend that you're working class again because it ain't working. <laughs> we've already re- we've already revealed where you live. Go on, next. I didn't grow up here, but anyway, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I came into in my, my world later when I was a child, and mother's summer house in Aspen. <laughs> only had a small selection of video games. I was like, I should probably no often. Off to New York I go. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Uh, Hello, lads. Hope you're all doing well. (laughs) So, Labo has been announced. The new hot topic of discussion. I'm sure you've all discussed the pros and cons earlier on uh, the podcast, the toy cons, in fact. So I thought I'd put my two cents in on the announcement. Um, Much to the horror of the Discord, I expressed my dislike of the announcement, but I guess I'm just a soulless bore. I just wanted to know, what fads or announcements in the past did you just not give a shit about? I also never liked the dance mat craze or obsession with light gun shooters. Will Labo be a fad, or will I be bitter for years to come? Thanks, guys. Loves and kisses from Oodles. So, any fads? There isn't a fad fad I haven't liked. Yeah. Like, uh, at uni, I had a dance mat, obviously, Mm -hmm. um, but that also meant that my, my room was 
one of the most popular ones, definitely. Uh, obviously, plastic, plastic, plastic instruments. Light gun shooters, I mean, I love them in the arcade, but I don't remember having doing much. Uh, in, I've had a couple. Uh, home, I've but. had a few actually. I had House of the Dead on a Dreamcast too. I had Time Crisis on the PlayStation, and I think I had Lethal oh, Enforces on the SNES with a giant blue Magnum. Did anyone no, have the? You, um, you had. A, you were one of rare people that had a Sega Saturn. If you didn't have a light gun for that, what oh, the yeah, fuck yeah, had were you doing with your time? Yeah. But, yeah, but man. I, yeah. I'm not sure I call that a fad, but whatever. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm well into fads, as you well know. <laughs> I'm well into fads. Yeah. Did you, I love a, did, Matt, did you love have a the, um, what's it called? The, uh, the Tony Hawk's controller. Yeah, that, that uh, one. I know, I really wanted I that one. That. I nearly broke my the foot. The wide one, yeah. Because you had to, <laughs> it was a quite dense thing, and you had to, um, like, I can't skate, but you kind of had to slam the back of the board with your foot to, to Ollie. Obviously, I know that's not quite how you do it in real life, but that, that, that was the idea that you copied similar, something similar to what you did in real life. But yeah. I just had my weight I, on the front I, of the I loved, board. Um, and I, I love that. Was it, is it Top Skater in the arcade? The, the Sega arcade game where you're on, on the skateboard? That was bloody brilliant. Well, anyway, on this one, I had all my weight on the front of the board. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, that wasn't really worth interrupting his story for, but that's fine. Uh, but I had all my weight on the front of the board, and then I slammed my foot into the back of the board, but I, might, I just slammed my foot into a solid bit of plastic. It didn't move anywhere or anything like that, and I just felt like all the bones start to feel like they were disintegrating inside my foot. And that was the last time I ever played Tony Hawk Skate or Shred or whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> or a piece of oh, yeah, junk. you're right, Dave. Yeah, that, I'm, so, I'm so sorry I interrupted that great story. Well, it was going quite well, Matt, but then you had to tell me about something I couldn't even hear. But Thank you for that. Anyway, I didn't like Wii Fit. Should we get on to the next question? Yeah. Or or about what about Connect? Yeah, that was um that was a, a fad that didn't last that long. It did all right. I lasted a fair few years, I think. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Oh. All right. Here we go. Anyway. Anyway. All right, guys. When creating. <laughs> That's not me talking, that's the, that's the letter. When creating characters in games, do you have a certain look or style you try to stick to? No matter the genre, I make the character look as much like myself as possible, even using my own name. Feels odd otherwise. Cheers, and that's from Ben Cameron, who we've seen in Mario Kart looking very much like himself. So, uh, yeah, I do, I do a similar sort of thing, but I give up after about 45 seconds when I realise I can't be arsed, so it just ends up white guy, hair, <laughs> yeah. generic blue eyes, generic that's guy. it. <laughs> Well, Matt, Matt definitely I'm... does this because you remember the Mario Kart incident, you know where he, <laughs> yeah. he got Mario Kart and then we saw his me. Mario like, Kart incident. Around. <laughs> <laughs> incident. <laughs> um, I yeah, I mean, thankfully I'm preset one anyway, so it's it's, it's okay. Yeah, Dave's and I mean, not, not exactly like his me not... is basically the standard me. Yeah, I think I'm the most standard-looking white man ever, but not like in. Like not exactly spot on, but close enough to, for me not to bother fucking around with cheap sizes and stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's like that doesn't look like me. It just looks like a white guy with like a, a, a brown hair and a flick. I'll just press A rather than going in and try and change the nose a bit, like to look a little bit more beaky. Um, James, how about you? Uh, I do pretty much the same as as, as John. Just like you know, I think, yeah, I'm gonna copy this and then you know copy myself and then just copy can't this. be bothered. Just can't be just can't <laughs> be bothered. This. You know, That's just like a photo up. next to his monitor. And he's like, right, I'm gonna copy this. <laughs> copy this. <laughs> I mean, to be been... honest, it has it has become a lot more like sort of aspirational these days as like you know time has taken its toll on me, and so it's now like a version of me from about 20 years ago. So you know, it's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're we're all there. Don't worry about it. I, I mean, 
Um, I don't think you'll ever beat Rainbow Six, the old Rainbow Six games with the yeah. um, Xbox Vision <laughs> camera. That, like, that genuinely that, yeah. worked and looked brilliant. Yeah. And it was it's such a shame they they must have they must still have that technology like wrapped up somewhere because I remember FIFA tried it, didn't it? Yeah. Where you yeah. had to upload your photo to a website and then you oh, turned up and so it just looks horrific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I've got a, great picture. I've got a great picture of my character where I gave myself a beard and no hair and the sideburns went up into my temple. It was horrific. I mean, me and my James literally laughed for about 15 minutes straight. Look at that. I almost died. Yeah, it was nuts how, how well that works in Rainbow Six, but then how no one else has been able to do it ever. It's nuts. Yeah. All right. Okay. Moon, the last email is from Adam Reynolds. This was the other part to the thing where he said nice things about Matt. Question. My mates and I have some amazing memories playing late night long matches of Command and Conquer Generals back in the day. Have any of you ever really been into the RTS genre? And if so, what games? If not, is there a game genre you used to play that you now miss? Uh, myself, it's, yeah, it's probably the one genre I know the least yeah. about, to be fair. It's, um, not growing up with a PC, just not ever really being that interested in it. I've tried Odds and Sods, I've tried Command and Conquer, i tried uh, Halo Wars briefly, i tried Company Heroes, but yeah, I, I don't know fuck all, to be honest, about um, RTS games. I yeah, used to I play a lot of these. Strategy. Yeah, I used to play a lot of these on PC, like mostly the Command and Conquer games, but also some Warcraft. But uh, yeah, I kind of, again, this is another genre I kind of bounced off, because I, I really, with those games, I always really liked the sort of the resource management aspect <clears> of them, and when they kind of stopped being about that, I became less interested. Yeah, I um, I, I even had Command and Conquer on my Saturn, but I also liked uh, Warcraft, or obviously uh, I liked Total Annihilation. I think I prefer that, actually, to Command and Conquer, but I loved Red Alert, I loved all that stuff, yeah, back in the day. They're brilliant. Um, oh, the genre I, I mean, I that guess, I was I really into Camelot when I was young... One, isn't it? Sorry? Would you, not, would you put Camelot in that sort of, uh... No, no, I wouldn't have said that. That was more of a sort of action game, wasn't it? What yeah. game is that? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Cannon fodder. Yeah, and that is sort of... A little bit. Well, I guess I, I mean, it's a fucking brilliant game. Troops. Yeah, it was, it was the business, that game. But, um, yeah, no, the, the genre that I was sort of into when I was younger that I, I fell away from definitely was uh, sort of city-building games. You know, sort of SimCity, Rollercoaster Tycoon, uh, Theme Park, Theme Hospital, that Utopia game I, like, I've banged on about quite a few times. I was well into that. Um, and even the, I think The Sims killed it for me. I played that. That was probably the last of that style of game, if you can even really k- call them uh, similar genres. Uh, that that was the sort of last time I played one of those sort of point click resource management mm. sort of games. Uh, they've announced a new theme hospital, really haven't they, Dave? Like in the last week, they have. So, it's like the the successor, but then. Um, I've played roller coaster games, which were my absolute favourite. Roller coaster tycoon, I would spend hours and hours and hours on, um, and I I tried one of them not too long ago, and I just couldn't get into it. So I don't think that's that's not going to be a way back into that sort of genre. I just think you know you had more time then, and I didn't mind looking at just working on getting bars to go up. I mean, ironically, I played Destiny, but um, it's yeah, it's not really the same thing. So, uh, yeah, I sort of fell, that fell by the wayside in my gaming stuff. So I don't really miss it, but mm. I enjoyed the time that I had with it. Yeah, for me on that, on that second question, I, I would probably be like rhythm action games. And that's just because I think they kind of reached their pinnacle with the rock bands and the tyros when they're at their pomp, but then that stuff kind of died. And now the genre seems to be very gone kind of back to where it was in the beginning, like kind of really esoteric Japanese games with crazy j-pop music that i'm sure the mechanically they'd be fun but 
I just, I, Rock Band Blitz was the one on 360. I just, that game is so amazing. And the fact that I've got my whole Rock Band library there and I'm not able to play it on, uh, on Xbox One is, is devastating. So that genre, which was, I used to play them all. Love that genre. And now, um, yeah, now I don't play any. It also felt that the focus moved away from those games. Cause at one point, you know, you had Gitaru Man and, um, uh, Uendan and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It seemed more about having fun playing the music rather than, the, and it was partly um, Guitar Hero and Rock Band's fault. It, like it seemed that the focus suddenly went to okay, let's make this as mental hard as possible. And it was like uh, that's never really why I got into it. like a wind dance. Very challenging, no doubt. But it was more about the fun of playing mm. them rather than it being just crazy hard. Um, and I felt that it kind of moved away from that that genre. Yeah, I, I think so, especially with those um, like. The Japanese ones that we're talking about, they are, they don't seem yeah, to totally, trend yeah. towards being very hard. Like the, so there's a DJ, it's like DJ something. I can't remember what it's called. Someone will tell me. Uh, I think they had like PSP and Vita versions of it. But anyway, anyway, should we move on to tweets? It's tweets time. If you want to tweet us, it's at, yes. at computer game pod on Twitter. So Stuart Baker will kick well, things so, off. So, so, so before you go on, I mean, like, I can't be a bit disappointed. No one took your soundbite from the last episode and put a fat bait on it. So if I was listening, John did that. It's tweet time last week. Get that, cut that. Banks and dubstep on it. And we want to hear it. Two weeks ago, but yeah, fine. Go yeah. on. Stuart Baker um, kicks things off. Assuming that we lived in a horrible alternative universe where Mario and Zelda never came out last year, what would each of you have chosen as your definitive game of the year for 2017? Uh, good question. PS Great to have John Denson on as a regular. Cheers, Stuart. Um, John, you go I'll first. Go, I'll probably go Arms. Uh, it's either Arms or Edith Finch. Um, I'll go Arms. Edith Finch would be a good shout. Yeah, definitely. I, I think personally, I'd have to go uh, Future Unfolding. I loved mm-hmm. it. I loved it. I've not mentioned it, but I loved Matt. it. Matt. James. Sorry. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Overruled. Um, don't say it. Don't, don't say something. I mean, I've got so many <laughs> options here. <laughs> I've got far points. But in terms of what it did for me, I'll probably have to go Future Unfolding myself. I mean, Edith Finch oh, is very, nice. very close, but emo- as long as emotional impact, uh, definitely future unfolding. James? Yakuza? Uh, Yakuza 0, yeah. Nice. Definitely. Of course. Of course. Uh, right, I, I okay, plan to cool. feed you Yakuza answer. as an answer during every single tweet and email section for the rest of the time. It'll be juiced. <laughs> yeah, juiced. Just, yeah. Did anyone play juice? Yeah. No, go on. I did, <laughs> I did actually, mate. Right, um, right from Dave Hodgkins. Uh, did John ever end up playing near Automata or Automata after his initial excitement with the demo? I haven't, mate, to be honest. And that's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a gap from last year. It's something that I'm intending to get to at some point. I've seen it cheap recently, actually, like 20 quid. Yeah, I was looking for it cheap digitally, didn't happen. Then, um, I couldn't find it cheap in CEX or anything like that. So I, I, I do want to get to it for, for a multitude of reasons. I don't know if I'm going to do the whole playing many, many times. Realistically, probably not. But um, yeah, I do. I do absolutely want to play it. So yeah, yeah that, that's on the long list, as it were. Right, uh, that was just to me, wasn't it? So I'll keep going. Ben Syme, uh, Scientologist. Um, this is an interesting question. It sparked a bit of a debate, actually. I'll just do the the original question. Something which has come up in the Discord um, and on Matt's Dark Souls stream. Without Sean, I feel the taste in games of TCGS has narrowed. I wonder what great games will get ignored, or if someone will stand up, play, and defend this Japanese stuff. Is it James anime like a Farley's time? I think well, this sparks a bit of a debate. I, 
I think it may be a little harsh. Um, obviously, Sean has um, you know, predilection for choosing interesting and unusual games, but I like to think that that's something that that I do as well, and I think everybody does. I know James was talking about Doki Doki Literature Club last week, and um, I don't think any of us are particularly uh, disinterested in finding weird shit um, or, or unusual stuff or, or indie stuff. I, I certainly try and get out my way to find at least one smaller game each week to talk about. So um, I get it. Perhaps we're not hitting certain specific elements of the Japanese yeah. gaming scene, but um, I mean. Yeah. See, I, I play a lot of a lot of Japanese games, but the problem is, is a lot of the games that I play, as I explained in this tweet, is I play a lot of stuff which is older now, yeah. and it's not stuff that is really suitable for this. I mean, I'm, at the moment, I'm playing Steins Gate on like on Vita, but I'm not going to talk about that on here because there's not. It's really old, and I don't think people are going to be terribly interested in it. And David definitely isn't going to be interested in it. So, you know, it'll cut uh, you off pretty quickly. It, exactly, with that one. but you know, stuff um, like you know, talking about stuff like Persona, it's it's difficult. It's kind of difficult to talk about that with like massive enthusiasm on because I know that no ne- ne- no none of you are, are, are interested in it, are you at all? Well, like, no you interest. say that, James, but I have bought that game. It was going to be a surprise, but I, I've was really? surprised. Yeah, I bought that game. Um, it's sitting on my PlayStation. That's that's next on my list of uh, really of major okay. games. So yeah, I want to give it a go. I just want to give it a go. I want to. I want to see. It was cheapish. You need. So, you need to like with it. You you need to give it time. Though, yeah, because it's the I, I it's the typical that. some the things typical you can see though that slow burn. I think the style might get me through that period. Do you know what I mean? Like the style of it might get me through the the rough period at the beginning if there is one or whatever. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it some time for sure. Also, whack it on easy okay. as well. Like don't don't try and play it on difficult. They, they, I mean, one of the other things that the Persona games have that I think is really great is they have a mode which is. It's like a story mode whereby there is combat in it, but it's so easy that it's just a walkover. Right. Which I know that sounds ridiculous and like there's no challenge at all, but really the th- like the enjoyment out of this kind of game is is the story I think and uh, the interaction you have with the other characters. So you can always play it that way. Can you change it, has- it as you play? The difficult. Uh, yes, you can. Okay, yeah, cool. you can change it. Yeah, you can slide it around. So that's that's worth a go. And just the music in that game is fantastic. Yeah. It has the best victory music in any game ever. But yeah. Yeah, next few weeks. Going back, going back to, sorry, going back to the actual mm. question though. Um, I like I understand what you're saying because if you're into games like Monster Hunter and and, and stuff like that, and stuff that Sean talks about, you will feel as though we are going to be missing out on talking about that sort of stuff because we none of us are into Monster Hunter, none of us are really going to cover it, and, and and so on. Um. But I think John brings stuff, as someone mentioned on Twitter, John brings stuff that we haven't covered before as much. You know, we haven't really spoken about fighting games and John's well into his fighting games. And there are stuff, you know, Lawbreakers, none of us really covered that. But if John was on the show, he would have. I think no one covered it. I think that was the trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Matt. Um, Yeah, but like it's, it's, um, I think, to be fair, we're not too bad. Like, I mean, this is obviously from from our point of view, and um, because you know, I love indie games and I play a lot of those. We we cover a lot of Nintendo stuff. We cover the the AAA stuff as well. I think we have got a, a fair amount of diverse gaming, but there will always be potholes. You know, real time strategy games won't be covered that much, and um, it's if you're looking for that sort of stuff, you know what sort of games we're into we're not going to try and force ourselves to play games we don't like because i don't think it's fair to cover games in that way you know mm. um i mean don't get me wrong i've played games and and sort of said okay it's not really for me so i know you know i'm not a, a fan of this genre so i can't really say if it's a genuinely really good or really bad 
version of this, you know, style of game. But at the same time, it would be pointless for me to cover Monster Hunter next week. Like, it'd just be stupid. Um, so I'm not going to. Don't want to either. Yeah. So leave me alone, all right? I think it's a fair point, but I don't, I, I don't think that it's necessarily too much of a concern for me. But at the same time, if people <laughs> want to hear... If people really felt like loads of people really felt like that, I guess we'd want to hear that. Yeah, oh, no, mm. for sure, for sure. But I, th- I, I think we're kind of with swapping with Sean leaving and you coming. It feels like we've lost. Okay, we're losing stuff like Monster Hunter and some more of the sort of niche Japanese stuff. But we'll we're also bringing in fighting games and like you've already spoken about games that we've never covered. So uh, it just you know. Yeah, we're losing something, but we're gaining something as well. For real. All right, moving on. Uh, Darren Gargett. Hi, David. What's your favourite way to iron clothes? Um, well, uh, so should you, it's funny well, it's you give us a six-hour podcast um, now. If you're always <laughs> looking at the time and wondering why this is a four-and-a-half-hour <laughs> podcast, this is the question. Uh, two pro tips. I'll just give you two quick tips. Um, dark clothing, iron inside out, standard. Um, don't use the spray... Uh, on the the iron actually get one of those hairdresser spray things and use that it makes things a million times easier especially for shirts there you go i thought it was two pro tips it's... or is that both was, yeah yeah no that was two sorry mate take it, it back was yeah no you're right yeah. i love ironing it's yeah i know it's, it's weird but you know we all we all like different things right tom Durbin. <laughs> we do uh, my friend lent me a copy of sonic forces and predictably it's top tier dog shit what's the least surprising thing in video games um at the recently for me the least surprising thing in video games is people finding a way to get outraged about something ridiculous which dilutes the water of stuff that's worth getting outrageous outraged about there you go I see what you're saying. I don't think that's the most predictable thing in video games. All right. I think if if we were to had it, I, I, I'd thought about this today. What's the most predictable thing in video games? Right, have everything. Because if they said we're not releasing, like like if they said there's a new Call of Duty. Mm. Coming okay, so out you're drilling year, down into this question properly. That's fair. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah, big time. Enough. Right. So if they were to say there's a new Call of Duty out next year, mm. right, that's predictable. Yeah. But I think even more predictable than that is that there's a new FIFA coming out this year. There's, oh, you know when they do, they announce the new FIFA, mm-hmm. right? We all know what that is, and we all know that like it's the most pointless announcement ever. They've got to do it, obviously, to say, yeah, no, there's a new FIFA coming out. But like at the same time, you're like, I, we know. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I fail to think of something more predictable than a new FIFA coming out this year. Yeah, I don't think I can. The the, the next Mario game will be good. No, because again, Uh, I I still don't think that's anywhere near as predictable as there's going to be a new FIFA game this year. I think also that whenever there's something new, big that comes, there's like loads of other games will copy it, and there'll be loads of copies of that will appear. Like, so you've had like PUBG, and then now you've got like a ton of other you know people trying to iterate on the same thing. I guess, Um, but yeah, but that's. Not necessarily gaming related, though, is it? Trends follow trends. You know, yeah. it's like that. That will always happen. They've, you know, people will nick up the nick ideas all all day long. I just don't know. I like. I I just think I was thinking about this today, and I was thinking, well, yeah, well, you can apply that to Pez. No, you couldn't. It's like if they said there's going to be no Pez this year, you'd go, yeah, well, yeah. I kind of get why that's not happening. Whereas, like, if they were to go, there's no FIFA this year, you go, well, that is what? Why? Like that would be insane. 
I don't know. Definitely, you, so you, sorry, I've really anything. boiled this down into the most boring answer ever. But there you go. I think you're probably right. That's what we're probably right. Went. Yeah, well, I, I, uh, that's fine because the next question is quite relevant to that. <laughs> right, Tom. Uh, Apologies, Doughty, Rukaku Police. Anyway, I don't know exactly how to say that surname, so let me know on Twitter. Which TCGS member is the biggest Poindexter? Well, this uh, that's easy. Oh no, is it? I don't really know what a poindexter is. Obviously, I've heard the word. Yeah, I had to look it up today. The definition is a boringly studious and socially inept person. Okay. No offence, James. Um... <laughs> <laughs> is it James? It's probably James. It's probably me. It always is, isn't it? When these well, things happen. The thing is, though, James, is that I like really enjoy your company, genuinely, and I find you really entertaining and stuff. Do you, sometimes when you go on about Chinese history, I mean, I find it fascinating... But it is that's pure Poindexter, right? That yeah. is pure. Yeah, sure. It's me. It's got to be me. Sorry, mate. It's, you know, it's fine. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be me, but I'm not studious. You're too wacky to what? be. Like you're too wacky. Wacky. Yeah, <laughs> Matt. You want an electronic skateboard at um, the age of thirty-six? Is one. Have you got it? You've bought uh, one. No, it hasn't arrived yet. I can't wait. Oh, oh my god. Mate. I'm looking forward to the Instagram story that ends up with you in hospital. Oh, no, no, I've got a helmet, but I probably... Uh, Jill's convinced I'm going to die. And, she, and I'm like, no, I'll be Jill, fine. Cause, Jill's no, a smart lady. No. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't do what Casey Neistat does through all the traffic in New York. Please don't I'll do that. I'll be vlogging through the streets of Leeds, exactly no doubt. Exactly what he's going to be doing, yeah, through Leeds. Oh, God. It's, uh, it's no, I'm, I'm not going to be vlogging, but I will be vlogging through the vlog, I watched a vlog the other day. Um, it was... It, I don't know, it came up on my recommendations. I It was like, the title was I Bought My Friend Super Mario Odyssey and it was the launch day for Super Mario Odyssey and it was just a bloke that bought his friend it, but he had an electronic skateboard and like this was over the course of a day and there were about three points where it was just him going up to people saying, can I can I plug my skateboard in please? <laughs> also David, it's electric skateboard, not electronic. Oh, or whatever, <laughs> but like, could you could you imagine like so going going back like twenty years and going, you know, in the future, you're going to have to charge up your skateboards, your fags, and your books. Like, and, it's just insane. And your watch, mental. And your watch. Well, okay, come. Cool. All right, final tweets from Adam Turner at Tetsuya. Do any of you oh intend on giving GT Sport a go? I can highly recommend it if you're into your racing games. Great for beginners and advanced players. I played the demo and I was like, nah. But I'm just not really into that kind of realistic racer. And um, I like the original GT 1 and 2 back in the Diz A, but uh, nah, not for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks absolutely gorgeous, but I just, no, I, haven't, I can't commit to that. But it does look great. When I bought the PS4 Pro, this was one of the options that they they were going to give me. But I was like, no, I'm not interested. It's I don't know. Why are you not interested? I don't know. You see, the only racing games I really like are like Forza Horizon. I enjoyed, but I don't really like more serious like style racing games at all. See, I thought that, and then I played Project Cars, and it was fucking excellent. Mm. Project Cars is really good, Um, and so there is a sort of space for that uh, in Gran Turismo, but. Um, I yeah, there's nothing appealing about it to me. I've not seen one bit of that game and thought, oh, I really want to play that, uh, which is bizarre. 
I guess. But I don't know. Yeah, no is the answer from all four of us there. It's another gap in our gaming uh, catalogue. Is that it? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, the selection of tweets this week. I like the fact that there was a nice little debate going on in the in the comments on uh, Ben's question as well. So, yeah, keep firing them at us, guys, and I'll keep bringing the fire. I said fire. Gotta love yeah. John's reviews. <laughs> um, Matthew Murray, what what do you want people to do this Hi week? Hi there. Uh, well, obviously there. we're on Twitter at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. I mean, half I, I think at least half the show these days is on Twitter, so get involved there. Um, I'm Absolutely doing a Dark Souls stream uh, every Sunday night from nine. So go to Twitch.tv slash Computer Game Show uh, to watch me live every Sunday. We're, we are going to try and do some others in the week if we can. I do actually want to do a second Dark Souls stream this week because. I want to get back to that. Uh, and the if you go to our YouTube channel, just search us over on YouTube, um, the full versions of the Dark Souls streams and anything else we've done, mm. uh, and as well as the episodes, of course. And subscribe to the channel as well over there. Channel. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't. Yeah, subscribe. And again, if you subscribe on Twitch, uh, thank you ever so much. Uh, but if you're an Amazon Prime customer and haven't already, you can connect your Twitch account and give us a free sub, uh, and that's also a massive help. So... Thank you if you've done that. And also, we really super appreciate any reviews on Apple Apple Podcasts. So get over there. Drop us a review. Drop us a good one. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for living it. We'll see you next week. All right? Cardboard and that, innit? Goodbye. Bye-bye. Peace. Bye. Oh, no, <gasps> don't do that, John. Yeah, you can I'll do that. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. No, but I was going to do it this week. Ours is my new thing. Go on, then. Peace. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.